Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 29th of May 2016. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. That time. And Robert Kemp. Only one week late. <laughs> yes, only. That's we've been this late before, us. haven't we? We're, we've been late sure. before. <laughs> Usually you guys get a Tardcast in there or something. Well, I failed to manage to make a video even though I tried. How oh, did you try? <laughs> Well, it's like I set up a recording, and I did a recording, and it was great. Those new OBS settings that we use nowadays are fucking awesome. They're great, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> What's so great about them? They just well, record they like full resolution in 60, and it doesn't compress it at all, so it looks good. Yeah. And it, like, <laughs> and it doesn't well, fuck your com- frame rate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, OBS is like really slim, so it doesn't. Well, it depends what we're doing. It basically involves the new settings involve using the uh, NV- NVIDIA encoder. So it's actually running encoding off the GPU to some degree. Yeah. Um, right. So in theory, we could have performance issues if we're running, if we start videoing more intensive games. But for now, it seems to be working just fine. Nice. And, so- you know, if we're videoing intensive games, we have other solutions for that. <laughs> yes. So. So I got that working, and I made made the recording, and I recorded the voice. And because it was because I was by myself and recording off my direct mic, I could actually just go through the track and like edit it, so I could get rid of any coughing and stuff. It was like, you oh could. man, I can do, I can make this even better than usual. <laughs> in theory, yeah. If you put the time in, I'm sure I could, but you know, I don't put the time in. Well, it's more difficult <laughs> when there's two people talking because it's like it interferes and overlaps more yeah, often. Yeah. But so I went through and did that, but then. Fucking video editing is still fucking impossible. What, so what were you trying to use? Did you did you try my uh, yeah my hit film suggestion, whatever it's called now? The problem was that, well, basically, I think I just I may I think I maybe need to find some better codecs or more codecs or something because mm. basically, the ancient ass version of Premiere I have on my system can't load MP4s. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> which is very unhelpful. Yeah, okay. So that's that was out the window. And then I tried the hit film, and that could load the video. But after, I also needed. I also probably need to get whatever settings Rob uses for handbrake, because even after I handbraked it, the hit film couldn't load the file fast enough to actually play it back. Oh, weird! Even though it claims it has RAM buffering, it wasn't didn't seem to be using any more RAM. Huh. Like the RAM usage on my monitor wasn't going up any further. And I was like, "Well, this is no good because it's playing back at like less than." three frames a second or something because it's like one second of video is taking a lot longer than a second so it's not actually playing it back in real time or anything close yeah, which makes it impossible to edit so i was like well shit, i guess i'm screwed yeah that's odd oh i know for a fact i know some guys who work on like i know i i, I know people from hit film and i they've, they've been pretty good like when from what I see on their presence for support, so maybe we should hit them up. But well, I, I, it just seems like it must must have been like the bit rate was too high. But I don't know how well, far okay. I should have turned it down. My handbrake settings are basically leave it on wherever the hell it su- suggests. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really, do, I, have... I don't really do anything to it. I just like so. What let does handbrake that handbrake do tool do? What does that so one do? Hand, handbrake is an is an enco- is a reencoder effectively, okay. but it's. It's good at handling. Um, I, I use it because when you we re-record video, sometimes the output it could make might not be constant frame rate. Yeah. Or um, and 
video editing software is very bad at dealing with not constant frame rate video. Right. Um, so because it, use it does it record a frame like per actual frame that's actually rendered in a game. Pretty much. Yeah. And then yeah, so it, when it, the frame rate most, dips, that it, it it goes variable. It's not. Yeah, it's not inserting like frames of what it just has in buffer. You know, it it just doesn't insert a frame into the stream. Oh, okay. Um, and mark something up in the metadata or whatever is happening in the background to say actually this frame lasts this long, and the next frame's timing, you know, is oh, I see some variable distance away. But um, the software can't bloody understand that. The no, video editing software. Video yeah. editing software doesn't deal with that. Um, no. no, as far as I can tell, no video editing software deals with that well. Um, if at all, if I try and use Premiere, for instance, it just reckons, "Oh, this video is like a thousand frames per second." And it's like, "No, no, <laughs> no. Um, uh, and yeah, and you end up with sync problems between the audio, and it just becomes a nightmare. So, running it through Handbrake first, Handbrake will force it into constant frame rate mode, which I often—that's the one setting I do tend to change—is yeah. like force the what frame rate I want out of it. Yeah, I make sure that is on. I remember that much. And uh, yeah, so you do this before loading it into into, into your video, video editing. editing. Oh, yeah, okay. So there's like an encoding pass before I even get into doing the video editing. Yeah. Um, so you have to encode all your re-encode all your raw footage before you can even start editing it. Pretty much. I mean, sometimes okay. that's useful anyway because if we do if we have an uncompressed output, those are massive. And right. That be, yeah. Like several <laughs> that could be one gigs. of the reasons it doesn't load very well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then I mean, it's easier but, to work with if it's smaller. Yeah. I mean, you can load the several hundred gig files into video editing, and sometimes that works out quite nicely because it doesn't have to... It can jump about based on constant bit rate of the uncompressed file. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it seeking and playback actually becomes easy. Yeah. It just ha- it just takes a lot out of your hard drive because your hard drive is having to read a lot of data very fast. I guess that's how they do it for like professional editing, right? They must have to have like ridiculous hardware with lo- with loads of massive SSDs or something so that they uh, no, can actually, work. actually, what? Well, they use a combination. Like, so what? Yeah, I guess you would know, code, Rob. Sorry, <laughs> you actually yeah, know this. That they did use a com- traditionally they did use a combination because they run an encoding pass to downgrade the original footage to a proxy file. But that proxy file might have um, uh, it might be keyframes every frame, for instance. But it's still an encoded file. Yeah. But it's a, a lot less quality than what you would see. Think yeah. most of the time when you're editing something, right? All you're actually doing is cha- is choosing Cutting which camera out. angles you want, right? Yeah. yeah you're for film editing and things like that. You've already got the footage, so you actually just want to um, you know, organize your shots, so to speak. Yeah. If you're and dice, I guess. And you know you can still do audio video sync that and you can still do it's, it's only when you want to get into the nitty-gritty of like oh does this effect render properly that you might need the high detail footage to actually work against right yeah um which is why like i guess when you're doing like um films and proper shows or something you have, you'll actually deal with only the clip of that particular sequence right so you won't necessarily care about audio at that point you'll just deal with the visual and you'll do that clip on its own that one mm. two second slice or something to get the effects just so, and then you load that two-second slice into your main editing suite as a proxy, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, it's a bit of a mess, <laughs> like, really. Um, and it's all just an effort to try and make computers able to actually deal with it. And the other slight problem that I discovered with HitFilm, which may not really be a problem, but might, might be slightly annoying for us and our, our archival a- a- aspect, is that 
Oh, right, Clover Lass. Ass. <laughs> is that uh, the the free version of HitFilm only allows you to directly upload to YouTube? You can't export. Oh, oh, well, that's that's something I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> that's that's kind of critical. So it's like theoretically that would still be okay for us. You just have to I mean, keep the project file. Well, maybe instead yeah, of you, the exported video. It depends if the export because YouTube lets you download what you imported now. Yeah, but that's so has it, it been through the YouTube process at that point? That's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, nor, they look like they're labeled. Well, I haven't. I've never tried it, but they look like they're labeled with the file name that you uploaded. So I don't. I I don't know. That's real interesting. This is real that, that interesting. Might... <laughs> well, yeah, to, to everyone else, probably not. But, yeah, that's... <laughs> so I couldn't but... upload a video. Oh, so what did I you make a video of, Zeg? Rocket League. <laughs> oh, naturally. Obviously. Okay. It wasn't that great a video. I mean, I didn't even play that great, I don't think. There were some bits that were okay. <laughs> there was a stupid one on Reddit today where he was sitting in the middle of the field and he was recording. He obviously had a camcorder or his phone or what? His phone, probably. I don't know. Camcorders? Anyway. <laughs> anyway that would still, be weird. He was filming his monitor and then he was like looking at the ball and then he he panned down to his little Texas Instruments calculator and then he calculated a trajectory like with, with a graphical calculator and then looked up and... and, and uh, did it and it went in <laughs> it was really stupid little uh non like comedy sketch i guess but it was quite funny it was like hmm let's work this out if i hit the ball with this velocity it's like yeah at this pretty, angle assuming that my hitbox has this 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 precise uh <laughs> exactly to it. you'd have to modify to uh rocket league physics not like the actual physics of the world quite different yeah yeah, you could have written an app on his calculator to do that, I guess. <laughs> wouldn't necessarily need to be an app. You'd just have to like work out what like air resistance and gravity is in the Rocket League world. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I bet there's some hilarious, um, you know, cheap hack, hacksaw things for Rocket League. There must be, right? Because I've seen ones that paint for TF2 that paint the rocket trajectory onto the screen and stuff that's just but, a straight line <laughs> yeah I, no i can't remember but it was no it was arcs of no it wasn't the rocket trajectory it was the arcs of people's jumps so that you could hit them in midair or whatever stuff like oh, that oh wow so you could well, predict not even that's not even a complicated arc either that's just like a straight parameter isn't it because there's no air resistance no but I suppose, I suppose the difference in games like tf2 is those arcs can change based on player input right sure. so they're only a prediction of their current movement yeah um yeah, but in Rocket League, what, that must be way more effective, right? Because the ball isn't affected until someone hits it. Mm. Yeah, but, but surely these things, these things are like, like would be third-party hacks anyway. So you'd hope the game and or like Vac or oh, definitely, but, yeah, 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 kick in and spot no, I'm just these saying you've got some some hack code running. Also yeah, that's still completely irrelevant because it's not like it's hard to predict where the ball's going to go in Rocket League. <laughs> I guess not, but. Yeah, Still, not. it would it would be, I mean, what, would you, be what you'd actually want to, to want it to predict to be able to predict would be to tell you where to go to get to the ball from where you currently are in your current speed. Oh, so you, you don't mean, need to see where the ball's going to go. You need to see how you get there. You want you want it to show the intercept point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess it could do. Yeah, that would be interesting. It should be a training mode, actually. They should just put that into the game as a training mode, but then I guess the hack would simply be turn on the training mode for real games. Yeah. I wonder what hacks you would get for real football, like if you had some kind of uh, visor that could project things into your vision. You know, what's it called? Like a head, 
not heads up display, but what are they called like in the the new fighter jets where you it's projected onto your helmet or whatever. Google you can Glass. still see through it. Yeah, Google Glass. What if you had Google Glass and you were a footballer? What would you want it to show you that would allow you to cheat? That's a good question. I think the, all you'd want as as like a real person playing a sport would be like mm. it'd be it'd be like. Not it'd be like a heads-up display for like a racing game or whatever. You just need arrows along the edge of your vision to show you where people are that you can't actually see, because <laughs> that'd be really useful. Oh, I, I see. Indicators. Well, they're coming <laughs> yeah. up behind you or something. Yeah. yeah. Or like the ball is behind me, but I can see that with my my teammates, so I need to start running ahead, but I don't need to look round to see whether he's seen me or whatever. <laughs> Could I wonder have, like, if it's easier on screen, so you can see like. I don't think wind is that round. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. I wonder if the it's case. easier playing a game in a in like a park against someone where you can hear them coming up behind you compared to a stadium full of people shouting at you, like probably for situational but, awareness. Especially if you're some distance away, the thing could probably work out the most likely, the least likely angle to be blocked if you're doing a long shot. I guess it could figure out where the other players are and how quickly the goalie could reach this part of the goal based yeah, on that, his current position and momentum. Like, that doesn't really help you that much because it's still really well, yeah, difficult you'd to still, you'd, Yeah, you'd still actually have to land the shot. But... Yeah. And like that, much, that information in that split second, I don't think would actually help you be able to adjust yourself to do anything about it. Like, at that, because it's having to update essentially in real time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so at the point where you're like, why you got to kick the ball, you can't be like, oh, I need to slightly angle it the other way. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. not very much. Do you think you just have to commit to things ahead of time and just hope, you know, even if it, you're talking two seconds or one second? Sure. I guess that's the way it works, right? I mean, I guess the goalie wouldn't react like until you've kicked the ball anyway, right? So it'd still probably be quite effective. Well, maybe they would. I mean, because I mean, not react to your shot, but preempt your shot, right? Because that's not the way it works. Because they'd be wearing a visor, also. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like in a penalty, they it's it's too quick, isn't it? So they can't actually react to the shot very well. So they have to just sort of guess. They basically make make a guess based on your wind up. Yeah. Or like I guess most goalies, I guess goalies must do like their research on the players, right? Yeah. Like what are the stats yeah. behind their? Yeah, because that's the only you know, way. How do I they normally take a penalty? Because I don't think you can actually react fast enough to actually, especially the um, how far you have to move to actually reach it in a court. Well, I know the corners are impossible, but you know, yeah, it, top, the goal's quite big. You pretty can't reach. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But could would a uh, the problem is like it probably wouldn't help you in golf, right? Because like golf, you've got all the information you need, right? Yeah, I'm this I mean, yards. I'm this many of the yards from the hole. I probably need this club, right? That's what you've already got caddies for that. That's true. The, I mean, the only thing that could happen is after you've played your shot, there could be a gust of wind or something. You can't help that, can you? Uh, oh, but... Yeah, but you can't like do the Tiger Woods thing of apply spin to the ball in the air. <laughs> and then... Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should change the sport to have some kind of insanely high-tech balls that you can, like, that, that you'd have to play so your shot. and then itself gra- on landing somehow. Yeah. Anyway. That would be great. Man, that game was pretty good at the time. 2003? Like, 13 years? Shit, how long? Man, it might have been earlier than that. It might ago. have been 2001, 2002. the ones that I played were three and four. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I had three, three yeah, on the Xbox the or something. Yeah, mm. that's, that's pretty good. And now they're terrible, right? What happened? Like, 
Well, because the well, I don't think that I'm not entirely sure that they're terrible, but they they seem to. It just looks like they're the same game still, right? And maybe that's right. like considered terrible by modern standards. I don't. I don't know. But I, what the, the standards? Games, the standards are the golf games, right? I don't know. Although apparently, like if you want to play golf, like isn't it the golf club? It's supposed to where you go go now. You're... Really? Is that, is that <laughs> it's called? Sort of realistic golf. I remember links. Like freaking, yeah. They, they, those games looks amazing. They t- they took you could watch them painting the three D scene for like five seconds before you got to take your shot. Oh yeah, it's because they weren't really three D. No, they? of course. They were all sort of like, but they were the weirdly two D calculated, weren't they, to try and figure that stuff out? Like but, Microsoft Golf. Yeah, Microsoft Golf or and Links LS, I think, was pretty much the same thing, except it was yeah, like sponsored same. by. Arnold Palmer or something. Yeah, I was about to say, was that the game that was Arnold Palmer? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, I had the box. It was like a double box, double width box, because the boxes were already huge for PC games at the time. Mm. And this was like a double width one for some reason. I can't remember why. Did it have Arnold Palmer in the box? It was super plush. It did have, because, you know, they all had crazy manuals, but it definitely had like a whole, hi, I'm Arnold Palmer and welcome to the game and here's a photo of me and shit and like that. I do remember that. Yeah, it had like a, a spoken-ish tutorial, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. How to golf. Yeah. It, it was basically like had a mini encounter inside it. It had like dumb, shitty, terrible yeah, it did. videos. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> it had videos of, of him teaching you to play not even the game. I think it was just like how to play golf. <laughs> how to play actual golf. Yeah. Not really that translatable to this ancient game. <laughs> no. Probably not translatable <laughs> to the newest games either. That's actually kind of cool. I wonder what VR golf that could work, right? Although you might smash your helmet. Oh yeah, they've already made like two or three mini golfs. So actual golf. Well, we hundred foot robot. Hundred foot robot golf. <laughs> well, it's not VR. Or yeah, it's I totally don't know. VR. It has a VR mode. It's not VR. It's VR compatible. It'd yeah. be quite hard to do a golf swing with the thing on your head, though, wouldn't it? I don't know. Maybe it'd be okay. Maybe as fine as using a Wiimote, I guess. Well, the cable is meant to go down your back, so in theory, they shouldn't actually get in the way of a no, golf swing. Yeah. Golf should be. Yeah, that should. Just, it should, that should work real well. The chunk yeah, would be like be punching good. all your lampshades. <laughs> yeah, you might, that's true. You might reach high enough up to accidentally hit your ceiling. Like, but that, that would be a good game because you don't have to move, right? You just teleport to where your shot was, right? Yeah. And then, then So that'd be quite good for VR. Yeah, motion sickness-wise, it would be absolutely fine. You know, yeah. Vive, you could even step back and do a practice shot, right? <laughs> yeah. But as we know from, exactly. from the Wii Golf games... You can't actually do a golf swing like you expect when you're holding a thing that doesn't weigh anything. No, yeah, the I mean, weight it, of the club is what actually the, makes it the, possible the to do a golf gone. swing. But like, there is there is still skill, I guess, in getting the the amount. Actually, there might even be more skill without the weight in trying to get the power right. I mean, it, it's harder to feel, I guess. But I mean, you could not at home, but you could say you are at a driving range or whatever. You could have a you know, you could attach those HTC Vive hand controls to an actual club, and if you had enough space and you weren't going to thwack someone in the head, you could, yeah, you know, could, yeah, you could simulate a whole ages. game in, like, a driving range box. They've done that for ages. They haven't already had, like, AR driving ranges where you put on glasses and then instead of you hitting an actual ball, it just projects what it, what you did as a hit into a virtual... I really? actually didn't know that existed. I didn't know That's that. That's cool. 
I knew they had ones where, like, yeah, it was like some sort of sensor in the T, and it just put it on a screen in front of you. Yeah, the but... screen. The screen is like the old version of that. It's just like it's just the updated version. <laughs> put it onto AR oh, goggles instead. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. I wonder. I wonder how well it would detect my horrible, horrible face. <laughs> well, that is the question. It's like if it can detect an actual golf swing, how how well can it detect a terrible person's golf swing? Well, yeah, this is the, actually the best thing about it, right? It's like if it, I would probably be the best test at this. When I, I I go on this thing, and if I whack it with my with my my, my weird um, wood iron hybrid four thing, and it goes a and, million, it, and it goes directly ninety degrees to the side. Yeah, then now it's working. Yeah, then, then it's perfectly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it could if it would could detect the complete mishits that you that we have occasionally as well, like the classic driving range mishits where it goes straight up and hits the ceiling. <laughs> 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 How do you even do that? I don't. I'm assuming you it. top it so badly. Well, I think you go right goes, under it, right? Well, either or. You can't really go under it with like a. We well, can wood. on some of those high tees. If you put it too high up, you oh, can okay. go right under it. Maybe. So, but you're thinking you top it so badly it bounces off the floor straight it into the ceiling. It goes all the way up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Driving kind of is. I guess so. Uh, a- AR curling. There you go. That's that's the most cheaty sport. Or or snooker well, that... or pool. Right. That must be the most cheaty solution to having like a headset. Like because it could just figure out based on your cue position. Like all right, the balls are gonna go like here. It's like playing like oh, virtual pool or whatever with all the guides turned on. The thing right. is, I, I reckon like seeing where things are gonna go is probably the easy part. The hard, you know, if you're if you're you know, practice it. The hard part is actually hitting it right. So, so it does that. Yeah. So it does that. Yeah. Right. Like I imagine but, if you, but surely, if you, but surely, like a bounce guide for like snooker or something is still ridiculously helpful. Yeah, I guess so. And even and even then, it might not be accurate. I guess, and there are minor environmental variations that could affect it. But yeah, I guess snooker and pool, like they try and make them the smoothest possible playing fields ever. Smooth, smooth. playing fields. AR sports. Cool. The future the future is near. <laughs> right, we've got some more random to cover this week because uh so we I think it's we should three weeks also. It. Yeah, it's been three weeks. <laughs> What's been going on in those three weeks? Hmm, maybe one of us has been abroad. I'm not sure. I'm sure. I haven't. <laughs> so I like haven't either. <laughs> I cleaned my room. That was what I did. <laughs> wow. I did a hardcore clean. It was like I'd spent fucking four hours or something just cleaning just wow. my room. Wow. And then felt incredibly tired afterwards. What did you <laughs> find? Bit... Not anything. Well, I did clean out at least one of my drawers because I was like, I need a bit more space in this drawer. Let's see what the fuck is actually in here. <laughs> and there's stuff in there that, like, Theoretically, I should have just thrown it away, but I was like, I have to keep this. Like, I found two floppy disks. So I was like, I have no idea what's on these, but I have to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> so do you reckon they still work? <laughs> That's the question. And there was like a bunch of random driver CDs, and I was like, well, I'll right. keep those as well. They're Depends what they're for. Theoretically, most, most of the, time you the don't... distant future when people need to make H technology work. Why would you keep them? Surely you could be online, right? Not just necessarily. Just they might the, be old just, enough that they aren't. Just rip the disc to a yeah. hard drive and upload it somewhere. Or... Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Are, are the drivers for There's... the um, Sidewinder wheel, are they online? 
I don't need them. disk, but yeah, not, you don't need them. You don't need them. No, we're, since Windows 7, uh, Windows basically just identifies the wheel. Yeah. Right. You don't get all the cool little graphics and like the customizable options that you used to, but it just, you know, just sort of works. Okay. Except for the fact that, you know, my um, I still have a theory that it doesn't work very well in Windows 10, yeah. at least not on my computer. But. Seems like it. But I still have the driver CD for that. It's in the back of the manual. <laughs> That probably won't work at all, though. No, probably not. There's, there was three cassettes that I probably, if we like, we need to extract right like, away was on those cassettes. Oh god! I bet there's some fucking hilarious shit on there. That's going to be us talking. Yeah, like eleven it's year be old. Really terrible. Eleven oh, no. year old us talking over Command and Conquer songs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably what's on. We recorded one. those <laughs> into a computer, though, didn't we? I'm pretty sure the Command and Conquer things were WAV no, files. That, that, that was like that was like version two of the Command and Conquer things. The original <laughs> oh, was definitely yeah. a cassette. We played it in my dad's car. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a Hera aeroplane type thing. Type thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, no, no, no. I room, don't. I don't think that's that. the way around. I think we started with the with those recordings on the computer, and with those microphones that were those like beige like sticks. Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that everyone had the base sticks that came came with every computer for some <laughs> every, reason. Like before, uh, microphones qu- were really a necessity in any way. "Quote unquote multimedia." Uh, yeah. That was one of the mediums, I guess, or the media. Media, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and so we had, uh, I think, a recording for most of the unit types in Command and Conquer. Is that right? I don't know about most. Or some oh. of the unit types. But then I think... I think Down, down, boom! Yeah, exactly. yeah. Ta- taping <laughs> the music from Command & Conquer and then singing over it. I think that was a later thing. Is that what that we did? That was a later thing. Or introducing it. It seemed like it was probably exactly the same time. I think we tried to do like a radio show, didn't we, with Command & Conquer music? I don't know if we tried to do anything like that. There was Also, I'm pretty sure the Command & Conquer music tape was only Dan. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that it was just me. True, actually. Yeah. <laughs> don't, think that, don't think we were involved in any way. I'm not sure we ever recorded What Do We Want McDonald's. No, we came up with What Do We Want McDonald's, but I don't think um, That's what that, we want. that was on time. I don't know, I feel like that might be on that cassette. <laughs> the Dan version thereof. <laughs> the Dan rendition. <laughs> Man, can you imagine how annoying that would be? If your kids were like in the back of the car, what what was the reason that that, that your mum didn't want to take us to McDonald's? I mean, that's not exactly. Money. Why do you think? Yeah, it was your we were children. <laughs> well, yeah, we it? were kids, and my parents were quite reasonably poor at the yeah. time. I think, and also, so, yeah, I guess it's so. not good for you. Um, and we'd just been bowling. I oh, guess. we'd just been bowling. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah, that must be annoying if you've got kids in the back of the car singing at you. <laughs> you just thought that sentence there, really. Yeah, yeah, it must be quite annoying if you've got kids in the back of the car. car. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. <laughs> I guess so. We did want McDonald's, though. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we made for, up for it in later years by, um, like... <laughs> by having a version every Friday, at least. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. We'd go to McDonald's that. when it was the stupid... Um, 
Monopoly thing. Like, I, I remember one time with the Monopoly thing, you had pretty good odds of just getting another Big Mac. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. the whole game. Oh, no, no, like, it, wasn't, wasn't the Monopoly. it was before the Monopoly thing. They had, like, oh, this it? big Big Mac giveaway or something. Uh, and it basically was, it. was you could just get buy a Big Mac, which would have one of these tickets on it. You could just chain you, it. Which you could win a Big Mac, so then yeah. you'd go up and get another one. And they wouldn't give you a special box without the token on it. No, the Big Mac you won would have a token on it. And then you just read that and be like, oh, I've got another Big Mac. And then you do the next one and be like, oh, I've got some fries to go with these four Big Macs. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it did get rid- There was one night, wasn't there, where it just yeah, kept it just going. Got ridiculous. And it got to the point where it's just like, draw this big whack. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like gambling with a with a set limit of how much you can actually eat. It's quite handy. There wasn't any gambling though, it was just winning. <laughs> no, it was just free food. After we'd bought some food. So sort of free food. Tell you what the longest part of my room cleaning actually was. Which wasn't actually even part of this four hour. It was like, I started at about 4.30. And by by the time I looked at the clock again, it was like 7. And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) I should probably eat something. (laughs) But then the thing that actually took the longest, of course, was cleaning my keyboard. Take it all apart. Oh, really? You went hardcore. And it looked so awesome. I should do that. Well, you can't really do it as easily with your flat keyboard. I, I, I don't know if I can pop my keys on my flat keyboard, but my, my work keyboard is a classic style, <laughs> and that's pretty skank. Yeah, the best it just gets to the point where you can get like a, like Gnome's got some sewing pins and stuff about this, and you can just sort of scrape them over the keyboard, and this brown stuff comes off. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> it's that's just like, blah. The advantage with the keyboard that I have is because it's got under lights, like the keys light up. Yeah. That, oh, I do. I didn't realize that. That means, that means the keys are like, you know, the, the symbols on the keys are, are not painted on. They're actually part of the key, so you mm. can't rub them off ever. That's good. So you can clean them as vigorously as you like. <laughs> so you can clean it properly and put it back together and it looks almost new. Fabulous. <laughs> they just need to make keyboards out of a material that just doesn't pick up hand skank. I don't think that's possible. Can it just pool in the bottom somewhere? And then you just take it like a like a like a either a drip tray or a crumb tray, and just take that out every now and then. Keyboard drip trays. Don't think that's possible. That's what I did. Nano material. Well, yes, sure. I guess sweat phobic nano material. Trouble is that probably would make it really difficult to use the keyboard as well. <laughs> what you just press it like you like feel really <laughs> weird because it just goes away. Always no friction. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I kind of want one now. Speaking of things I want, I quite like a fight stick now. What? Why? I don't know. Because I was in Japan. <laughs> yeah. and Not I, a particularly great segue, but okay. And I played some arcade games while I was there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And including, weirdly, because I stumbled upon it, we found an arcade machine of Skull Girls. Sure. Which I sort of didn't really realise actually existed as an arcade machine. And played it probably them. doesn't. It's probably just like a main cabinet only from PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It did have like a lot of other games on it as well. Like you could switch it to play like Blaze Blue and things. And, um, uh, but it accepted credits and it seemed to work fine that way. Anyway, I played it with a fight stick for the first time. And it's just like, man, this is so much better than playing a like, game with a controller. I don't know why. Like, like they're onto something here. These <laughs> these Evo pros. They're onto something ten to fifteen years ago. I know. <laughs> it, it felt good. 
But what would no, you I get? Want one. Can you get a fight stick that works what for your PC and your Xbox or something? I'd probably get one. Yeah, I'd probably get one PC oriented, orientated, I guess. Because I, I, there are ones that sort of claim to be PS3, PS4, and PC compatible and stuff like right. that. But yeah. generally, it it sounds like from the internet, your best bet at the moment is getting one that is Xbox 360 happy, um, and then it will just work on PC. Nice. Um, okay. Because of X input, um, apparently, like the fight sticks you like get for Xbox One and stuff, actually aren't PC happy right now, or that games haven't implemented whatever the spec, the new controller spec is for fight sticks right, on PC. Yeah. So I think like, say you got the Xbox One Killer Instinct controller, mm-hmm. um, which exists, um, and you tried to play Street Fighter Five on PC with it, you're out of luck. Which then leads on to the next thing. Those things are expensive. I know. Yeah. It's like nearly two hundred quid, I think, if you want one new. Jeez. Whew. That better last. So I think they do. Yeah. Do you, do you not need they're to made, get like, replacement the, like parts and stuff? When well, they're made by the same. I guess you probably do, but they're made by the same stuff that's actually used in arcade cabinets. So you know those things. They're designed for superware. And I think there's like one company from Japan or something that makes all of this stuff, like Sanwo or something like right. that. So everyone like everyone like, when I've been reading forum threads and stuff about it, it's all like, yeah, it's got the Sanwo stuff. I, I could be totally wrong, like with the what that name is. It's San something. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the, so this one company like it, like that makes all the sticks and makes the buttons and stuff. They seem to be super revered in this in this realm. So get a stick that has that stuff. Or don't. Or, you know, just don't get a stick. But it, it, oh, it's, it's quite tempting at the moment. You don't, don't play finding games enough to flatter. No, but it's, yeah, you, you might be right. But like I've always thought that, that I couldn't play fighting games because I, don't, because I lack the dexterity on a controller to do it. And I wonder if a stick would solve that to well, some it degree. It probably but, make it easier, but I don't think yeah. it would necessarily solve the whole problem. No, probably not. Still, it felt good. Um, also, arcades in Japan, uh, kind of weird. <laughs> Didn't really wait, wait to describe them. So, like, the, like the first two floors of every arcade of it, and I mean floors, literally, these things are in, like, mini towers. Yep. Um, like, so the first two floors always seem to be, like, um, uh, like crane games or capsule machines. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So you have to get through two floors of that crap first. <laughs> and then you get to... Um, basically, pretty much every arcade we walked into had an entire floor dedicated to this Sega-made Gundam game. Like, I mean, in, in, like an entire floor of it. Um, and you know those like Japanese 3D fighter games that seem to be like all the rage, like uh, that J Stars fighting game or the Dragon Ball games, or where you're sort of like from behind your character and you lock on to someone else and you do this sort of weird to and fro 3D combat thing right yeah i guess now i guess the new naruto games are that as well yeah. and um, pokemon i guess is sort of similar in uh, theory yeah not so much but a little bit there's a little bit of that i guess in the field phase yeah. anyway of pokemon um but yeah it's basically that um except there's an entire floor dedicated to it and they seem to have got this sort of right this time so it was gundam based it right. was called like like it was called the name I don't know because it was all written in Japanese, but it was like something extreme, something on. 
which made me think, have Sega made a virtual on game? And <laughs> what you mean recently? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than eight. I yeah. think they have tried to make virtual on a thing sometimes. Occasionally. I don't think it controls the same because I think virtual on had like joysticks, like dual joysticks sure. that you used. Whereas this is like an arcade board. It's like a single joystick and some buttons. Um, but I played a few rounds of that. That was quite fun. Um, the, the, so the only reason I sort of bring that up was like, cause it's actually, and the fact that they had a whole floor dedicated to it is relevant because the entire floor was networked. So you could get the hop onto a cabinet okay. and it would basically join you into a four player game with people elsewhere in the room and you, you go at it that way. And it's like, that's kind of cool. Like a big old competitive room of players on a, it's like basically a LAN party, but on arcade machines. Okay, cool. It was kind of, kind of awesome. And all automatic. Like you didn't have to, or you just say, I want to be in this. And yeah, it just sort of sorted itself out. Well, amazing. <laughs> Linked arcade machines have been around for a long time. Sure. But it's like, <laughs> I hadn't really come across it on that scale. It's like there was the, sure, but it's not like the game was then like a thirty-two player match or something. No, I mean that would have, that would have been more amazing, but it, it did sort of just sort itself out. There's even a little spectator booth they had set up where you could like it would just be watching a match in the room, and you could uh, have camera controls hmm. on this thing to just see what's going on and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. Um, not sure the game is really all that all that all that good, but you know it's one of those 3D fighting experiences which I don't really understand why they're such a big deal in Japan. But, you know, um, it seemed okay. Uh, it was an interesting thing to find. Also, all arcades are like one of the few places you're allowed to smoke in Japan. Like they have, really? they have quite a, they have like quite a um, strict, you're not actually even allowed to really smoke on the street kind of policy Wow! in Japan. Like it's part of keeping it clean, I guess, and not exposing people to it. It's like there are designated smoking rooms about the place like you know most hotels would have one some restaurants would have one if you're lucky um uh at least in tokyo i don't know if that was true elsewhere but in tokyo at least like smoking on the street seemed like a no-no um but yeah arcades smokers pachinko halls we didn't actually go in one no because my god that place seems like a just hell on earth yeah yeah it's like, is, is sounds that, and ching yeah and... it's like the door the door in fairness all of them would have like very soundproof doors at the front of them but whenever someone walked in and out of them the doors would open and you just hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much wow and and this and like almost clouds of cigarette smoke coming out of it it's just like yeah i'm kind of glad i didn't decide to go in those so as much as I would quite like to try a Pachinko machine properly or a patchy slot or whatever, it's, yeah, those, no, just no. Uh, yeah, so other, like, gaming gems I found in Japan, I suppose. The arcades, like, there was one arcade that, like, I thought was, like, really? They did this? And it had a terrible name, like, Wonderful World or something. Um, but basically, they took Dota and made a stylus-powered arcade game out of it. Although it's not officially Dota, but it's that style of game. They took a MOBA, basically, and made a stylus arcade game. Stylus. Stylus-based? Okay. Well, that's not that. Like, you need a pointer of some kind for that kind of game, I guess. Yeah, but it's an arcade machine. That's just weird. <laughs> I think there's been weirder control methods for arcade machines <laughs> than just a stylus. Yeah, I guess, but... And just as easily broken as every other arcade control. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably <laughs> didn't last for long, I guess. Um... There was a lot of those um, 
uh, uh, like card-based arcade games that seem big over there at the moment. Like you'll build a deck of stuff, and there'll be some kind of um, you have to put decks on a playing surface, and the game knows what card you put on the surface, and you can move them around positionally and things like that. And that's how you control the game and stuff like that. There seem to be a few of those about. Um, and I saw some uh, uh, what is it? Teenage fashion-based card games of that ilk as well. There seem to be like very bright colours, and like you could win. It was a sort of ribbon game, but you could then win cards that you would then use to dress up your character in this ribbon game. Physical items. Really? What, physical cards? Like phys- physical cards out what? of this machine. I just want to know if you had your save card for Initial D and you had that. <laughs> I actually don't know where that is. But they seem to be on like, a, like Initial D is still about, but yeah, it's like clearly. version 700 or something now. So I'm sure those old cards definitely don't work. Multi-track drifting. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't find a Mario Kart GP to use that card that I actually do still have. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so the arcades were interesting. Just because, you know, the types of games in them were just way different to what you'd expect here. Like, <laughs> to the no games. To the no games you get in England, yeah, I guess. <laughs> even if you wandered into, like, I don't know, when the Trocadero is still a thing, like, you wouldn't really see these sorts of games about. You might see Tekken, mm. but... Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot to mention, fighting games, still big. There's, like, whole floors dedicated to fighting games and things like that. But yeah, makes sense. They like their fighters. Fight, fight, fight. Not so much racing games. Racing games seem hard to come by. Oh, but yeah, there was one. There was initial D was the only one I really saw, mm. and that was well. In, the, in this, this was all Lucky Harbor, so I don't know if Lucky Harbor is like the fighting game place or something. Or, yeah, or the capsule the games place. Yeah, or Gundam Home. Speaking of Lucky Harbor, though, I did find Super Potato. Sweet. <laughs> that place is kind of awesome. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't really look like much, and actually, it's like it's obviously operating on the cheap, I guess. But it okay. has got a lot of stuff. Anything like piqued your interest? Walked... Well, I did come home randomly with a utterly randomly. I just, thought, I've got to bring something back from Super Potato, so I now have a Japanese SNES cartridge of Star Fox, even though nice. I don't have a SNES. But, nice. You know, it's just like, it's just like, <laughs> it's there. I've got to have it. Makes sense. <laughs> And to be honest, you... like, I couldn't really understand what half the other games were because they were all written in Japanese. So it's just like, I don't know what this is. And I did think to myself, maybe I should just pick a random one so in the off chance I ever get a SNES, I can just put it in and see what happens. Can you play that on a British SNES? I guess you can because it's PAL, right? Yeah, you probably could. I don't think... Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the the UK and Japanese... Oh, no, maybe not. The Japanese would be NTSC, wouldn't they? Oh, Yeah. So probably not. Probably won't even work. But whatever. No, are they NTC? Yeah, maybe they are. Okay. Never mind. Probably wouldn't but, even work. But never mind. <laughs> at, least the, have... at least the cartridges are the same shape. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But the American cartridges are different. That's right, because we had the nice-looking snares, not the shitty American snares with the purple. and <laughs> Yeah, and the boxes. Just made of boxes. Yeah. The Lego snares. That thing's lame. 
I mean, yeah, it's cool. Right, Obviously, right. it's great, great console, but like it looks like in comparison to the. They had NSXs, weirdly, which I don't think I've ever seen a real one ever. Okay. Like the old, you know, the original Metal Gear machine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They, they they po- are there about. ports of Metal Gear? Can you play Metal Gear in Metal Gear 2? I don't on, know, actually. On anything. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, need to, really, I'll need, we'll yeah, need to carry on the story after uh, after I finish uh, <laughs> Phantom Pain. <laughs> Start from the beginning, anyway. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose you want to play Solid, don't you really? Like, I don't think well, those first, original Metal, Metal Gear is a canonical in the Solid I, series, anyway. I thought they were. No, I don't, I don't think they... I mean, Solid was basically like the the proper start. I thought, but... but I thought that the stuff going on in this game, like the end game stuff, the spoiler stuff that we can't talk about, was kind of retconning those games so that they made sense. No idea, because I honestly don't know a lot about the MSX ones. But Not to I think into... the first, I think the first Metal Gear MSX game might be okay, but Metal Gear Two is yeah. kind of just a. Oh, they they kind of had fun with it. It wasn't really a Kojima gig, I think. Like it was just. Oh, is that right? Because as I understand it, like at the end of the first game, you kill the bad guy, and at the end, at the end of the second game, you kill the same bad guy. It's something like that, yeah. It's sort of like a. I think, that, like as far as I remember, I think Metal Gear Two was more of a. It was kind of like just a sort of a fan rehash, almost like as you'd imagine it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've done right. some, we've made it better in many ways, like but and stuff like that. But it's. It, you know, it's not a sequel, really. Because Solid Snake torches Big Boss with a like a you know an aerosol can lit on fire. You know that that technique. You spray the can, and, yeah. I think that's how Solid Snake kills Big Boss at the end of Metal Gear Two, or kills him. I know he, he doesn't actually die, does he? But anyway, no. he nearly dies. Dies enough. Probably does a blink, 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 disappear. <laughs> Uh, what else did I do in Japan that was of interest to this podcast? Uh, sumo wrestling, friggin' rocks. Go see oh, yeah? sumo. So you, wasn't it some kind of world championship or something? Uh, yeah, it was the... Well, they run like six tournaments a year, as far as oh. I'm aware. And we were catching the fourth or fifth of the year. Cool. And they run for 15 days. And we were there on like day seven, I think. Okay. Um, so halfway through. So, but you know, you're seeing like the top tier of sumo wrestlers uh, during during the, the end of this day, and it's like, oh, it's it's awesome. Like, bouts may only last like two seconds, but it's like, and they have they each each round has to have like a four minute ritualistic build up, but then because the build up is like the same every time, the crowd knows the rhythm of it. So, like as you're getting near the end of the ritual, the crowd's starting to get really amped for the next right. fight, and it's like, it's like oh yeah, it, it's awesome. Sweet. And then and then some fat dudes jiggle around a bit and then someone's <laughs> a winner. And then <laughs> So you recommend it then? <laughs> it's, it's it's cool. It, it would cool. only be better for Rob if it was fat children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob's love that? for fat children. <laughs> Ian writes fat kids <laughs> do sumo. <laughs> Those shows are always so hilarious. Ian writes fat kids. Why Ian Wright? Because he's a sports person. Yes. He's about exercise. And really desperate for a TV show. Well, yeah, he wasn't a footballer still at that point. Uh, <laughs> he won what he wanted some money. 
something. He's, he doesn't really does anything since. He does punditry, as usual, as every footballer does while yeah. playing prior. <laughs> but doesn't, hasn't Ferdinand taken over from the like, Ian Wright slot? <laughs> Not always. Depends. Uh, what else we got? Shrines are pretty. Flights are horrible. People in Japan are the nicest people in the in the planet. On the planet. Really? In the planet. In the planet. Well, that's nice to hear. Why? What happened? Did you get any uh, people being <laughs> super really nice? Fancy? Well, they're just. It's 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 not really like any one thing. There's just a general feeling of respect and. Like, you know, even if they do a little, a little thing, like they're just even subtly in your way, you can hear the whispers of Samina <laughs> like just okay. on the on, on the air and stuff like that. It's like every little thing, they're like they're, they're desperately trying not to be a pain in the ass to each other. Nice. Which is more than you can say for the American tourists, which are a pain in the ass to everyone within a 50 mile radius of them. <laughs> but, but yeah, they're, they're just awesome. It's like you know, you know how I have that thing where I get a bit claustrophobic and a bit overwhelmed by London if I'm there too long. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, I'm in one of the most bonkers cities on the planet. You know, and then Tokyo for three days, and I just didn't get that. I just didn't wow. have that problem. Cool. And it's like, and I think that is in part due to the fact that you know, people aren't assholes. It's like I don't, you don't have to crowd dodge so much. You know, people like walk. <laughs> You're on a pavement, right? And people walk on the friggin' side of the payments. Other people can walk past you if they're walking faster than you. You know, it's little things like that. Like, wow. Whereas, I, like, I, I walked through Cambridge yesterday, and like, within the, like half an hour it took me to get where I needed to go, walking through Cambridge, I was more pissed off than I had been throughout the entire ten days of people like dodging in, in Japan. It's yeah. just that's awesome. There's just something about them. Like, like it, in Cambridge, you're going to get run over by a bloody bicycle any second, and there's no way to hear them coming. <laughs> well, in fairness, you might get that in Tokyo too, but you know they try really hard not to hit you. Not to hit you, yeah. <laughs> they don't expect you to get out of the way, I guess, is the difference. That's really cool yeah. to hear, actually. It, it's just awesome. Like, um, yeah. I, I think that's. it's not just the, you know, they're... they're, they're way of being, I suppose, that sort of extends to their systems and how they go about doing things. Because everything there is super simple, really. It's like it's a interconnected set of simple systems that just sort of flows. It's... Like what, what for example... The... I don't know. The Metro, I guess, is one of the obvious ones. It's like, yeah, okay, London has a pretty good system with the Oyster cards where you just pay and go. Yeah. Right? But it's like, for someone like us, where it's like, you're just trying to figure out how to get by, it's like, there's a map. And you look at the map, and it's in English, and it's and you want to know what ticket to buy to go where you need to go, and it's like you don't buy a ticket to go from here to there. It just has a number on it saying this is the price of the fare you need, and you just go to the machine and press I need a two twenty. Okay, problem solved. Hmm, nice. <laughs> That'll get you where you need to go. And in fact, at one point, the barriers actually stopped us taking an inefficient route. <laughs> It's like we'd worked out, it's like, oh yeah, we need to go from here to here and it'll be just fine. We tried using our ticket through the barrier and the barrier basically said no. So we had to ask a guy and the guy was basically like, no, it's quicker to go this way. So like the barriers are actually stopping us from being inefficient and nice. talking up the system. Awesome. <laughs> what did it do? It just said, speak it to It just someone. said no. <laughs> right. And we were like, what? Why can't we get through here? This is the way we want to go. And it's like, like it, it sort of knew that although there was a way to get there, you'd be probably be you know, need a more expensive fare to get to any of the stations on that route or something. Right, yeah. Cool. 
don't really, I don't really know how it knew, but it, yeah, it sorted us out. <laughs> Got us on the right track. Yeah, it's just little like, things like that everywhere. Like, there's no card payments generally. You do everything in cash. Okay. Again, very nice, very nice for the traveller. Like everything is in cash. They don't have proper. They don't have like those ridiculous touchscreen <laughs> tills everywhere. It's just like it's just an old old school till. It's all old school. Yeah, it's not actually more efficient. It actually, somehow it is. It's great. It's like you just put put cash on a plate because you have to be carrying cash, so you have cash. And uh, I guess the only problem is, it's like, what do you do if you run out of cash? There aren't actually that many ATMs about. But you can find them in Seven Elevens because Seven Elevens are everywhere. But you know, there isn't like just a hole in the wall at a bank generally. Also, there were How ads on get TV. All their cash so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just go to the bank. Maybe. But then, like, there was no, like, um, there was, like, an ad on TV at some point that basically said, hey, get this new card. It's got chip in Finn. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> like, chip and Finn is brand new to them. Although, again, I shouldn't be that surprised about it because they don't really have chip and Finn in USA and Canada, do they? No, they don't. I mean, contactless is just so good in London. It's getting to the point where you don't need to carry cash. Because they have contactless in the pub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we had an earthquake while we were there. There was a five point three earthquake oh, yeah. on our first on our first night in Tokyo. Was that like normal, like standard every every week type thing? Or oh, yeah, no one seemed that bothered. It's like it's it was cool to see like all the phones have like a warning system on them, so they all suddenly like start playing this alarm sound, no matter what phone you had. Right. Um. Like the, apart, apart from my Windows phone, confusingly, although I did have my work iPhone on me at the time, but they they all sort of suddenly start going whoop whoop whoop, and I was like, well, what's, what, what the hell is my phone doing? What even your like, phone? And yeah, and then and then this earthquake started, and it's like, oh okay, that's that's the floor moving then. <laughs> Whoa, cool. Was it like <laughs> you say? You say cool. I mean, yeah, it didn't really do it. Yeah, five point three doesn't really do any damage, but it's no. noticeable. And it sort of just jiggles around a bit. It's actually quite like I don't know, a bit like a boat in some respects. It just sort of goes left and then it goes right and it goes left. It's like it's, it's quite slow. Mm, interesting. Hmm. That would that so that was fun. Cool. Proper oh, proper Japanese now. I can live through an earthquake. You've lived through several earthquakes in Suffolk. Yeah, well. <laughs> there was literally one last year yeah, that I was awake for. Not true. quite on that scale, though. So. <laughs> no, that was probably only like a tour or three. <laughs> As in, it was noticeable at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only just. Yeah, Japan, man. You gotta go. It's awesome. Yeah, I already want to. <laughs> we went to the Manga Museum, which isn't oh, yeah. really a museum, it's basically a library. You just sort of get a book and go sit down. They do have some English <laughs> go stuff. Sit down and read some manga. Sweet. Yeah, that sounds I started great. Reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is which is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise! Clue was in the name, I suppose. They have a surname in their family called Joe Star. Yep, yeah. like Joe Star. It's a silly name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in a nutshell, Japan. Eat beef. Eat the beef. Was the beef good? Did you have like beef super is, nice the, beef? The beef, 
The beef is amazing. Okay. Yep. You said you didn't have enough meat while you were there. <laughs> no, we had some. It's like there isn't there isn't a lot about. No. But like um uh you know, generally you're eating fish and noodles like the entire time, pretty much. Or rice for breakfast. They have rice for breakfast. It, uh, <laughs> what, like just a bowl of rice? Or pretty well with other stuff and like they have like a salad, maybe some potato salad in their salad. They basically just have like a normal meal for breakfast. Which I guess might make sense. And maybe they don't have lunch. I don't know. It, it seemed a bit weird to me. Yeah. So we often just had the continental bit of croissant. Um, it's available. Can't, can't, can't deal with noodles for breakfast. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, shabby shabby beef. That was, that was amazing. Oh, it's just yeah. like that's that super thin cut, like cooks in front of you sort of. Yeah. Oh, what well, do you lovely. cook it on a little like a boiling water thing in the middle of the table thing? Yeah, basically. It. Yeah. It's, oh, it's delicious. So good. Like in that scene in Lost in Translation where they're annoyed at each other and then like cooking beef <laughs> across <laughs> the Well, other. we didn't we didn't do Shabu Shabu. We were at that hotel for a night and we didn't oh, yeah. do the Shabu Shabu beef there, but I did no, have the was, most expensive yeah. steak of my life. And it was yeah. amazing. Did it I'll taste give them it? no props. It was, it, was, it was a super expensive steak. But oh, my God. I had a very expensive steak in London that I didn't pay for. Um, and uh, it was pretty amazing. So I quite like to try Japanese equivalent. It was unbelievable. But it, it probably was like $70. Yeah. <laughs> like something ridiculous. Uh, like, yeah. That's all right, isn't it? I mean, not every day, but... <laughs> $70. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like not, definitely not an everyday food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that was, that, that, those were pretty amazing. Uh, sashimi's all right. Like, proper sashimi is all right. Yeah, proper sashimi. Actually, yeah. it doesn't really taste of much, I guess. It's like, you know, when you think of fish taste. Yeah, it's not a strong Sashimi doesn't like taste that. of that, though. It's sort of nice, but, you know, it's not like going to blow your mind with the freshness. Um, it's pretty fresh, though, I imagine. It's pretty, it's pretty fresh. It has to be pretty fresh. Otherwise, yeah. it would be killing you. It would be bad. Also, don't eat the baby squid or the sea cucumber. That shit's disgusting. <laughs> that wouldn't attract me, but I bet Ho would go straight for the squid. No, proper squid. Yeah, actual, like, cooked big squid, you know, like in a squid ring or, like, you know... Like it's a bit cheery, but it's deli- it's tasty, right? Squid's fine, baby squid, and I'm talking about like little squids that are like about an inch long. It was purple for some reason. Um, that just it was just horrible. I can't even de- I don't even know how to describe it. It's all crunchy yet slimy yet chewy yet salty yet. It's just like another. Another weird kind of prawn at that point, really. Sort of, except it's just the worst mouthfeel you can imagine. <laughs> it's just horrible. <laughs> Don't have that. And the sea cucumber is basically like a little maggot that you can't chew and also tastes pretty much as bad. And I really tried. I really tried, but it's like, no, I just cannot eat this. This is horrible. Fair enough. Eels all right. Oysters are all right. Oysters are also not that big a deal. Like they just have oysters. Yeah, they're pretty good in Belgium. So, (laughs) yeah, 
<laughs> so it's not really that exotic. <laughs> I think we may have had some caviar in something. Really? Oh, in the starter at Park Hyatt. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, that that was okay. Again, not quite sure I understand what the big deal about caviar is. Yeah. I'm not really a... Uh, <laughs> I'm not really a foodie in the sort of uh <laughs> Caviar's a weird thing though, isn't it? Like beluga fish egg eggs. Yeah. They're more crunchy than I thought, you know, more solid. Hmm. Go to Japan. Go to Japan. Go to Japan. You'll have right. a good time. It'll make you want to live there and then you realise that living in Tokyo might actually be a real pain in the ass. Why is that? Because like, it, it's crazy, buddy. Right. Like, more than but London money. But people do money, go, right? In, um, like, English people do go and, like, get money for teaching English and shit. Like, maybe not yeah, in I, central I, Tokyo. But I guess. Tokyo's I've heard both good place, and bad right? stories on that front. Like, you have to, you really have to live minimal. Yeah, I think like, you, you can't really own anything. You have to have, no. like, one of those, like, typical single room places. Yeah. Um, you know, with shared bathrooms and all that stuff. Like, right, yeah. Aesthetic. Uh, yeah. But it's yeah. crazy money. It's still crazy money, even for that, if you're anywhere in Tokyo. And you have to go a long way out of Tokyo before you see a house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then there are houses for buddy miles, right? Yeah. It's like we got we got on the train to Kyoto. It's like, like it just kept going. Yeah. It's like, there's, a, there's just, like, Greater Tokyo everywhere. is just ridiculous, isn't it? It's like a whole giant bay just full of ha- buildings. Yeah, there's no, there's no gaps. It's I just... think it's the biggest metropolitan area, isn't it, in like the world? I think maybe. Oh, probably. It well, goes it's on definitely from... the densest, isn't it? Like officially. I don't know about that. Maybe in the middle. I don't know. Oh well, the yeah, actual middle Tokyo, surely. Yeah, yeah, probably is the densest, but it goes out so far as well. Yeah, not quite sure. Anywho, Japan. Didn't really find much in the way of like gamers and like actually being able to buy normal games outside of like the retro land of super potato oh, you really? really find that no street yeah. passes or... oh i got shit tons of street passes <laughs> that's that's all yeah. i got i got my puzzle pieces yo but uh like you didn't really i mean we didn't really find anywhere that actually sort of just sold up-to-date games you didn't really find anywhere that actually sold you a playstation mm, you know weird Maybe they the only ads. Don't. I mean, we saw ads for Nintendo games on the tube. They were trying to advertise Star Fox and Kirby Robo Planet, whatever that thing is, which I guess is out now, or was out in Japan while we were there, something like that. Um, yeah, but we didn't really see any of that. So I don't know. Do people game in Japan? I guess people still play <coughs> Splatoon from Japan. So here we go. I guess maybe they just buy them from supermarkets or something, or it's just so normal that every, surely everyone has a PlayStation in Japan, right? <laughs> surely everyone. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not really, I can't really be the uh, authority in the Japanese gaming scene, other than people still go to arcades and they like smoke. <laughs> I'm such a generalist. <laughs> or general, generalizer. Whatever. Words. Rob Kemp, the generalizer. The, the generalizer. Cool. 
I will yeah. reduce your culture to a few words. <laughs> Smoke. Cool. Uh, should we have some news? I think we'll have some news. According to our new plan that we improvised before um before starting this podcast, we now have twelve minutes for news. So go. <laughs> yeah, this didn't work. Yeah, I knew it wasn't gonna work. Japan wasn't gonna work. Shall I just use those twelve minutes to talk about public bathing? No. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe yes. <laughs> Just carry on. <laughs> you sit on a stool and you chuck buckets over your head. There you go. That's Whilst how you bathe in public. Oh yeah. <laughs> the buckets don't have anything in them. You're just throwing buckets. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally just just chugging plastic at my face. <laughs> News. News. Okay, here we go. Uh, Civilization Six is a thing. It's a thing. What does Zeg think? I think you know. Wait and see again. Uh, it does this look the, this like is the general. The general impression I've been hearing everywhere is like, don't buy it when it comes out. No. Wait for at least two expansions. Well, the thing is, this time, it. It this looks time like they might not have cut as much content as they yeah. did last time. This time, <laughs> oh, really? this time, it's got religion in from the start and all that stuff. So it looks like <laughs> it they're not doing that thing where they cut it down and then build it. Maybe, back up. hopefully, maybe not. You don't know what content isn't there. You know what is there. <laughs> That's the mm. trouble. <laughs> you know what they're telling you, not what there isn't. True, true. Yeah. I think it looks Wait, what promising. Else, what have they cut out from elsewhere? Have they just cut the sea? <laughs> the sea looked pretty cool, actually, with waves washing up on the rocks. Yeah, I guess. But no one really cares about the visuals of Sin. No, right? I'm not sure that, vis- that it visually looks as good as it did in Five. Yeah, they like brightened it up, which like yeah. yeah looks cartoony, and I'm not sure that's as good. I don't think I have a problem with that. No, it's like, as long as really I can see what's going on and I can yeah. play the game, then it's pretty that's clear. Not what I go oh, through. I think one thing was that like cities now spread onto multiple tiles, right? Which I think is a nice idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, they tried to do that last time, kinda, but now they're trying to do it even more so. It was but, just yeah. sort of visual before, though, wasn't it? Well. Sort like it didn't, well, didn't really, wasn't really mechanically. But the yeah. trouble with it in like the new one is that it's not really, it's not a new thing as such. It's just like a replacement for tile upgrades. I mean, there's tile upgrades as well, but it's like the city can just have a type of tile upgrade that's attached to the city. It's not really a new system. It's just like a rejiggering of the old system. Yeah. I think it makes sense, though. If you look at, like, like we're just talking about how big Tokyo is, like, it makes sense that a big city can grow. <laughs> it makes sense for Tokyo, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. In the scale of the Civ universe, most cities should only be one tile. Most, yeah. <laughs> compared to the so. size of the map. But maybe sure. your capital could be an extra tile or two. It would have to be, like, only, like, like late-game mega cities, maybe. But, but then it depends whether they have rebalanced the city system, so you have, like, your capital being enormous, like, well, I mean, the other cities being not so big. All they need, all, like, what it should be is, like, the extended area shouldn't be, like, part of the city. It should be, like, towns. Because then you could have cities and then, like, towns around them. Suburbia type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. I don't know how that would work in terms of the game flow. That would be quite a radical change. Well, not really, because it would just a cute, It would just like the towns would count as part of the city population. It would just count towards the same thing. It would just be like a visual way of representing but then we extended don't know how population the, zones. But then I guess we don't know how the bigger cities would function mechanically anyway, right, at this point. Like, can you attack just the outskirts of a city and it just damage that? Do you have to work your way to the centre of the city by, like, 
demolishing the squares on your route or well i'm sure there's i bet i bet there's the like if they've already got they already had the old school tile upgrades of like fortresses and stuff so i expect there's probably a city based tile that would be like a defensive perimeter or something that you could specifically upgrade a tile near the city i mean that in itself is an interesting thought like if you build like city walls or whatever and then the city expands beyond the walls. Well, that happened sort of anyway in the old. Like, if yeah, but again, purely visually. No, I mean it's like if you built, if you walls only worked up to a certain population cap. I think, if I remember rightly, like once your city got to a certain size, old the old school walls were no longer sufficient. I thought that was technology. Well, there was a technology one as well. Mm-hmm. And then, then, you know, if you built the Great Wall of China, it spawns the Great Wall of China on your current border. And yeah. then if your borders expand, then it's no longer at your border. <laughs> yeah. Not that I think that actually had a gameplay effect. I think that one no, was visual. No, I think visual. that was visual. Yeah. It's cool that it stayed there, though, actually, in some respects. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, like, How far into the future will they go? Is, well, as well. Are, are they just going to do the same? They'll go the exact same distance they always do. Uh, 2050. That's, that sucks. They should go further. Well, they don't want to cannibalize the potential for another beyond there. <laughs> mm. But maybe at this point they should realize that beyond Earth wasn't that good. Well, I think they probably they probably do realize that beyond Earth was that good. That doesn't mean they're not going to make a new one and say that it's better. I guess. <laughs> corporate Zach here. <laughs> not even corporate, <laughs> like obvious Zach. <laughs> Management Zach. <laughs> Okay, that's Civ Six. What else is going on? Uh, Disney Infinity is over. Yeah, Cancelled. It's not. It's not so infinite. No. I don't know why? Yeah, this is what's confusing people. Like, like no one really knows what the reason is behind it. There are some rumors that perhaps they were actually losing hundreds of millions. That's um, quite a lot. Somehow, yeah. cancel that shit. Despite, yeah. the, despite having all the like. Despite having like Star Wars and shit, all yeah. the all the brands that should make millions. And- but, but then it's not shit. clear that, that yeah. whether, whether or not that that was just Disney Infinity that was losing millions, or if it was across all of whatever's left of Disney Interactive. Mm. Because it, like here's the, the bigger news, I guess. Well, it's not really bigger news, but bigger in actual company size, I guess. Is it's not just that Disney Infinity has been cancelled. Disney is decimating Disney Interactive. Like that, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, um, and, and any studios they owned have closed. So. Uh, you know, I guess in this case, Avalanche, who are the guys behind Disney Infinity. Not to be confused with the Avalanche that make Just Cause. No. They're same name, different company. Um, yeah, so they're, they're closed completely. John Vignacki's out of a job. Well, maybe. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I... I mean, I'm. I don't know if I'm surprised or not that that's not a success because you know, Toys to Life is a. Well, all the rest of them still seem to be going. Is an expensive like, new venture. Skylanders are coming. Yeah, somehow Skylanders. <laughs> but Skylanders always felt feels like they when they make a game, they sort of do it on a way smaller scale than what Disney Infinity was attempting. They still have to make the physical things, and that's probably the most expensive part of the whole process. Yeah, but there are less of them, and I guess the investment to get like a full Skylanders game experience is probably less than if you're trying to get full Disney experience or full Lego experience for that matter hmm. um or is it just that lego have won or the well, skylanders well, I mean, are LEGO... still going and people that are invested in skylanders from the start are still buying skylanders in lego's case they already had the capability to make the physical things they didn't have to create <laughs> sure. yeah. new physical things from nothing they were but just the... like let's just bring in some lego 
But then it's not like the physical things from Disney really do anything. They're just like... Neither well, the ones from Lego, technically, just so because they happen to also be Lego rings. They, they have to have a chip in them. Yeah, they don't actually interact with the game directly. No. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one to me. Like you'd, you'd have, I think Zach's reasoning is sound in that you would have thought if anyone was going to do Toys to Life, Disney should just run away with it. Because Disney merch just never gets old. It always makes money. Yeah. And even the like the Disney Infinity statues on their own outside of the game are I've not seen them myself really. I've not had any first hand touchy feely experience with them. But apparently those things are pretty great. <laughs> like just as little statues, in the same way that amiibos are yeah, kinda amiibos, great yeah. just as statues. Um regardless of their game functionality. So like even without the game, you'd have think those you'd I would have thought those things would have done well. They've got a good style, right? They stylized Infinity. Yeah. And it's not a bad style. Um, you know, it's almost that, I would almost describe it as that sort of like, I don't know, Samurai Jackie, halfway yeah, between Wars, that. Clone Wars. Yeah, Clone yeah. Wars sort of look to it. And it's like, that's that's fine. That works. I'm, I just don't understand why this failed. Or it maybe it didn't. I don't know. Maybe the it's a strategic losing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, some... this could be like this could be them just doubling down on the fact that hey, well, we think things are going to go well with our new plan to just get other people to make Star Wars games. Yeah. Why don't we just do that across the entire division, right, and get other people to make all our Disney stuff? Not that that's what they weren't doing already, really. Well, they didn't <laughs> just really... because they had this umbrella in Disney Interactive thing didn't necessarily mean it was in-house if... exactly. I was about to say, I don't know if Disney were really making much outside of Infinity, yeah, really. were they? Like, Not really. You know, I get, the last things I can think of that they made were probably like Epic Mickey. Yeah. And even then, they right. they would have got external... I think they got an external studio in to do that. Yeah, exactly. They shut down um, LucasArts, didn't they, the, soon, the moment they acquired it? Yeah. I think that, I mean, yeah, regardless of the state of Infinity, like you could argue that, yeah, they just, they think that, that having done that with Star Wars, they think it's going to work. Let's just do this across the entire business. That sounds like it's a logical route they could be taking. Hmm. Anyway, that happened. Brandon yeah. Jones from Easy Allies slash X Game Trailers is a bit distraught about it because he invested heavily and he's yeah. a big fan. So that shouldn't be a problem. That should be like now everything he has is going to become more expensive very quickly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But he actually enjoyed he actually enjoyed it all and is sad there's not more. So, you know. For those people, yeah. Also Infinity. Risky name. <laughs> like Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well that did, that did, was more literal. Right? It did take forever, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> Although I think we waited uh we've been waiting longer for Half Life Three at this point than uh, Mm. You can forever actually did come out, even though it's terrible. Um, just call it Half Life Never at this point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what else is going on? Uh, Overwatch uh, came window. out, um, and uh, pretty much every review was like ten out of ten, as far as I could tell. There were... well, we'll come back to that because Zach and I played the beta. Yeah. Oh, you did? Um, oh, okay. So we'll, we'll come we back talking... to that in the game. In, in the... We haven't played. We know we haven't talked about that since that I happened. Exactly. Yeah, you it. you talked about it, but I want to wade in. Yeah. Okay, so. Fair Wade in, way in, okay. whatever. What else um, we got? We'll come back to that. Um, Windows, the universal platform thing, um, has has you know, in an attempt to try and move it towards actually being a decent place to play games, 
has introduced um, a frame rate unlocking mechanism, so it's not stuck to 60. All right, yeah. Or whatever. Actually, it wasn't stuck to 60. It was stuck to whatever your default setting was, which is what caused problems with me when I tried... If you try to play Killer Instinct and your monitor is set to 120 hertz, the game runs too fast and screws Mm -hmm. itself up. Um, uh, So, yeah, basically they've sorted out frame rate stuff, and they've also added G-Sync and FreeSync. There's the alarm. There's the duck alarm. Right, we've got no time to do the rest of the news. Let's crap through it. There's um, a lot of it still. Uh, EA had an investor meeting, which revealed some stuff. Um, so the new Star Wars game that is being headed up by Amy Henning of Ex Naughty Dog fame um, isn't going to be coming out till 2018. So I've got a long time to wait for that. Is that after the next film or one of the next films? It's after Rogue One, presumably, because that's got to be next year. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be. It, or maybe it's in... It's got to be after the second, right? The second has to come out 17? I may... The whole reason of having Rogue One was to space it out a bit more, wasn't it? But that's this year. There's nothing yeah, coming out next this year, year other than next Rogue year. One. It's the next yeah. one. Yeah. So they'll be after that. They'll... Uh... Not that that's relevant, necessarily. I mean, they could still be making an old Star Wars, Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah, still. Maybe. Well, maybe they're revisiting 1313, haven't they? And the only other sort of interesting news that came out of that investor meeting that I wanted to bring up was that uh, Respawn of Titanfall fame are also working on a Star Wars game. Indeed, yeah. I think we mentioned this, (laughs) didn't we? It's going to come out after 2018. (laughs) Not said. They didn't say. Um, It's cool. But that's that's weird, right? Because Respawn are in FPS land. I think they're hiring Star Wars is already. But Star Wars is already covered in FPS land with Battlefront, right? Well, I, I guess. That covered. <laughs> but that's... I don't know. I think that's, that's a weird move internally, right, for EA to have two FPSs in the Star Wars universe. It doesn't have to be an FPS. I mean, it could be in a third-person... like uh, I, I could mean, be I a 1313-style game, I guess. I get... Yeah, I, maybe. Could be a space shooter. <laughs> okay, I'm in. <laughs> I doubt but, it's you know, it's, it's just like... Yeah, but but you know it's it's just outside of Respawn's wheelhouse, right? Again, well, so, unless it is a first-person shooter, unless it's a Call of Duty hmm. as opposed to a Battlefield, you know, unless it's a, like <laughs> what a would that even player. mean? Yeah, like what a, would they like even a, do with like that? Campaign, I, I don't know. Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight is back. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I mean that's definitely not what they're good at. <laughs> they're making RPG. Um, last of my EA news, but nothing to do with the investor meeting. Mirror's Edge is getting a TV series. Mm-hmm. What? I reckon that could work. Nah, well, the trouble is, as long as they keep the vi- visually well, stylistic yeah. and double down on that. Well, the, the story is, is like paper thin. It's all like style. oh yeah, the story was rubbish. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the that's the problem. Is that like you had the story of Mirror's Edge, the original, and that was like yeah, it was fine. I guess it was it was like it didn't really have any background to it and that's what the new game is going to be <laughs> yeah. so it's like they covered their entire story in the two games so what well, the new game is a this... prequel as well isn't it well yeah that's yeah. what i meant that's why like the original game didn't have anything leading up to it so it seemed really like abrupt and you didn't really know what the fuck was going on the new game is why faith's a runner isn't it not that she already is and is <laughs> well, to avenge her she's right. going to be a runner in the game so yeah how much they will have a lead up to even that much will be like where yeah, probably not probably not <laughs> the tutorial level <laughs> be like here's the actual background story to the backstory yeah and i guess we already talked about battlefield one yeah, yeah, yeah we, we talked about that yeah. no Nothing man's sky is delayed yep 
God damn but, it, for some reason. A yeah, game that's I, I taken really like a million years to come out. Let's have two more pubs for some reason. Man, I really yeah. thought they were going to hit that date as well. Yeah, they, they announced it after they took so long. On TV and everything, didn't they? Didn't yeah. they go on like chat shows in America and shit? Like yeah, late night did. saying it's going to be out and then no, fail. I mean, I don't really care. I mean, they might as well get it right if they're going to. I mean, people are going to be disappointed in it anyway. How much more work you possibly do in two months? <laughs> it's a classic know. question. Of a game that's taken God knows how many years to get to this point, what difference is two more months going to make? That's a good question. I did see some people suggesting that it was more of a PlayStation problem. Like, the PC version would probably be okay, but they don't want to split the release. Right, that makes Mm. sense. Because, yeah. They have been on lots of Sony press conferences and shit since the beginning, so... And, like, Sony have been like... um, Indie games, woo, since the launch of the console. <laughs> yeah. Rocket League PC players can now play Xbox players. In theory, but it's, Zach hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> the population count in Rocket League didn't change at all after that match because I was playing immediately before and immediately after, and the population didn't change even slightly. And, you know, I guess you wouldn't see it on the PC version even if you tried because it would just come up as that Cynet tag. Well, we assume. Yeah. I mean, I guess I haven't even noticed yet. And we don't know what the, what's going to happen with the potential for the special cars. Yeah. And it currently still doesn't work Xbox to PlayStation. So you can't do the whole... Which is also weird because the whole, like, when you're in... The, the whole idea, like, in the PC version... Well, I guess in all of those, there's the toggle to turn off crossplay, mm. and it's like that. That barely seems to work anyway. So it's like, oh, well, really? Even if you turn it off, you still get sometimes, or at least so, so people have been saying. Is it like a preference? Yeah. A, yeah. So it's like, how how does it even know to exclude the PlayStation and Xbox people from each other? <laughs> Can it act, would you even be able to tell? I guess if you were playing on Xbox, you'd be able to tell, right? Because like, if you had someone in your room... Oh, not that they were a PlayStation. No. I guess the PC player might not get an icon, right? They'd probably come up with sign so, yeah, The yeah. other way, yeah. You'd never be able to know. Mm. Apart from maybe by username, you might be able to tell. Yeah, most of the time you can tell where... Even if you didn't look at the icons, you could probably tell most of the Steam usernames because they're <laughs> all real fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And dumb. Uh, so there's that. Um, in what I think is the dumbest move, like, I don't know, I'm beginning to... Right, let me just read this out first, and then I'll give you like <laughs> okay. my, my annoyance at this. Oculus has started detecting and blocking Vive compatibility layers that allow you to play the Oculus Rift games from its store on the Vive. Mm-hmm. I think this is stupid. Yeah. Because, wow. like, like, when Oculus, like, themselves going out there and basically saying... We just need VR to work, right? Yeah. We're like, we just need it to be a thing. We're not going to, we, we, you know, we just want it to do well. It doesn't matter who does well in a way. We'd kind of like it to be us, but because of course they would. But man, this this does some 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 nonsense, right? This is like this kind of stuff is making me like ever since Oculus actually announced what it kind of was and the fact that it had its own store and the fact that it's 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 pushing me away. Yeah, I'm pushing. I think like it's just like I, I'm not going to buy into VR anytime soon. But like, you know, wait for round two at least. But you know, the Vive has way more goodwill for it. Well, I'm 
I always thought the Vive was just better anyway. I, I always, I always preferred. Oh, well, it turns out, yes, it is a better yeah. headset, like technology and stuff of like that, and it has the price tag to go with it. But uh, you know, with the possible exception of its comfort factor, I always, I always win, preferred but... the i the technolo- technology idea of the lighthouses better than the camera. I just thought yeah. that was a, always going to be a better result in the end. I did, I've got nothing. I actually have nothing against the Oculus approach. The camera seems to work. It seems to be absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not necessarily breaking the mold in terms of what you can and can't do. You know, it's doing what you expect of VR to some expect, to some degree. Vive just went that step further with room scale, which, you know, I doubt a lot of people can actually get to work. You know, we've talked all about all that stuff before, but, you know. So uh, I was walking through my room, office like, back to my desk uh, the other day. And uh, there was an HTC Vive in on a uh, in a box on the desk that I passed, um, an open box, and I was like, "Oh, what? <laughs> We've um, got a Vive?" <laughs> yeah. So my, uh, my boss had bought one, I guess, to investigate the possibility of like VR. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't think he knows anything about it. And it was on the desk. I was like, "Whoa, a Vive!" Uh, and and then Andy was like, "Yeah, he didn't know he needed a PC. <laughs> he was going to plug it into his Mac." <laughs> So I was like, yeah. And then I tried to advise him on what graphics card to buy. I was like, well, I have a 970, but maybe get the 980. I don't know. Mm. Or, um, you know, wait for a 1080. Yeah, well, I said that. Well, we looked that up. They're like 640 quid or something. Wait um, for a 1070. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. No, it's, we probably get a 9... I hope he gets a 980. Anyway, but it was really? quite funny. The 1080s are coming out at 600? I thought they were going to be uh, a bit cheaper than that. No, well, we looked them up. I guess that, yeah expensive i yeah. guess i don't know i didn't i only look for he only looked for one second so it seemed a bit off but that was on aria or whatever um anyway Not officially out yet so you know no, but I was, I was just trying to explain to him probably get the 980 and your mac is not gonna cope <laughs> um, but yeah hopefully because we have a stupid ping pong room which is just a room just for ping pong so i'm sure we can move some stuff aside and we'll have easily enough space for massive room scale vr so that'll be quite fun. fun. Hopefully, yeah, I'll get to play with that in my yeah, with any luck. I don't know. I mean, I think he'll keep it in the. I don't think. I think he got it to like investigate doing VR projects, but I I can't imagine we would ever do that. I mean, maybe we'd contract out to someone who does Unity, but even then, it's like the HC Vive is like way too, you know, powerful, the high res for making stupid agency projects. You basically have to be a game dev, obviously. But what other choice do you have at this point? You either get that Well, or... I think Hose Agency does stuff, and um, they take stuff to trade shows, and they just do it on the gear. Oh, gear. Galaxy yeah, gear, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and then I mean, they're like Android the games. I suppose you don't get the walk-around feeling. If you're going for like the estate yeah. agent business, the vibe is where it's at, right? Yeah, but the thing is, with the, it's it's easier for, for like a an event or something but with the gears because you, there's no wire coming off it right it's all self-contained yeah. so you can just shove one on someone's head and whatever it doesn't yeah but i guess if, you do, if you're running an event you can have someone watching the cable for them right Holding yeah it out that's true that's true yeah i don't know exactly anyway we'll see i don't think he knew what he was getting into but hopefully when he when he manages <laughs> to get this pc together and puts it on he'll 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 start to get it and then he'll realize he's that just... in order to make something with it he needs a giant team of games dedicated games developers that will cost more than he can possibly afford it's just trying to get the hot stuff the hot new thing 
Yeah, so pretty much. For, well, he for does a do that. Agency, you've got to be on the hot new thing, right? Yeah, he bought a Google Glass before when it was only available in America or whatever. Of course, that's probably in the bin or like I don't know in a drawer somewhere at this point. <laughs> yeah, eBay. Yeah, and he got the Apple Watch immediately, naturally. But I think this uh, is genuinely cool. Obviously, I want I'm like, whoa! Oh yeah, HTC Vive. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. The hell, the hell, the wrong, headset's as as not, not feels... very heavy. Like that's the first thing that struck me. It's not that heavy. I mean, it's, it probably would be. Must make those optics out of some sort of plastic, right, rather than glass. Maybe I don't or... know. I don't know. Anyway, and also, I put my head straight into it. You know, it's not attached to anything yet because he didn't have a PC. Mm. But I, my glasses fit. Oh, I awesome! Didn't have, I didn't have to take them off. So I'm like, wow, sweet. Don't get me wrong. I think like when version two of this stuff comes out, I might be tempted to go in because you know yeah. like I'll have a I'll have a new computer that will be able to deal with this stuff. Yeah, by that point, yeah. <laughs> maybe you will. Who oh, knows? By, by the time version two comes around, can't seriously. That's, we're talking like another couple of years until that happens. Oh, by the way, Rob, Probably. do you want my old? Um, I say old. My sound card, my the one that stopped working after I got a new PSU. I don't know if there's something wrong with it. I think I suspect there's nothing wrong with it at all. So I think you might. You should, you should bring it around it. next time you're in. You're in. Yeah, in, we should make sure that that thing works. I'll try and remember to bring it, and then because it might be good for your just music stuff. It's not very like it doesn't do surround sound stuff, but you don't need that for your PC, right? Because you no, no, no. Uh, low low just, latency sound is awesome for other reasons. Yeah, it's low latency ASIO or whatever, and it's also got a dedicated headphone um, amplifier, which might be good for your music, I guess. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. See Useful. if it works. Oh, it's just ra- random aside. Equipment for me. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. How are we doing for news? Pretty much done. Uh, yeah. A couple more things. Um, very basic, like stuff. Not stuff that really needs much discussion, I guess. Um, the conveniently named hack cheaters tool for Android mobile gaming. Turns out it's a giant bank bot. Like. <laughs> Okay. And will steal and basically takes over your phone and will steal your bank credentials. And it's actually quite a smart one and that it will like take over your SMS and things like that. And like if if you're you've got your bank set up to send it security codes via text message or something like that, it knows how to understand those. Oh god. Um so but then obvious story is obvious because when you install this app, it actually does one of those Android like will do its permissions thing. Like you need to grant the app these permissions to carry on. Right. And it blatantly just says things like, oh, yeah, I need access to your phone and your SMS. I need the ability to send SMSs and make phone calls. And you're like, right. why does a cheat engine need that? Right. If you're downloading this thing and you're just clicking through that step, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're probably an idiot. It's that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. What's it for? Well, yeah, just for, just for trying. It's for cheating in Android games. Well, who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm like that with any cheat engine generally, but, you know. Yeah, but this isn't like competitive Counter-Strike or something. You can't really grief someone no. that badly with a Android Clash game. of Clash Royale cheating? I don't know. Mm, right. It's dumb. Either way you look at it, it's dumb. Don't do that. Um, and also, I, I've just got a note here that says, Doom? Doom! Doom seems to be going down pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I might have to play <laughs> that. Use, like, just as a... like. I don't think gonna, anyone expected it, right? To actually, I, I'm well, sort of, maybe not at first, but I'll, I'll let it let the dust settle. Like, okay, so the multiplayer fun. and snap map doesn't actually seem to be where well, the zeitgeist is. Well, of course no. not. Screw that. Right. So about the well, campaign. you know, it's it software multiplayer. You'd think there'd be some. They didn't even do it, though, did they? I thought they outsourced. No, they it haven't done it. They haven't. 
Well, yeah, it's sort of a second team, and it's not. It's not Doom, right? It's not the id software style of multiplayer. They cocked up there and basically made a modern shooter with like like a two weapon system and team based objective. But that's not what the game is like. like. It's like no, and that's not what the single player is like at all. And apparently, the single player is amazing. It looks pretty great, to be honest. It looks fun. I, I just, I just don't think anyone expected to come away with, the, you know, from what everything we saw leading up to it, and then for people to actually get their hands on the final thing, and you know, even yeah. the smart way it handles story, apparently, and things like that, with things you wouldn't necessarily expect from a Doom game, it also does well. Cool. And because Doom Three was a yeah, bit dreary I'm, I'm, and wasn't wasn't as wasn't fun in the same way as Doom was. Like it didn't feel Doom enough. Doom Three. So like this one seems like it's you know got the right idea it's the, that but the only thing that puts me off in the footage sense. is like well i'm not sure but it looks like there's a lot of melee kills and it looks like i'm gonna uh, spend my whole time meleeing people and uh, i'm not sure about that i think there's a balance to it later on from what i've been reading like so at first it makes sense to just melee everyone because you're not necessarily being hoarded as much right but when you when you are being hoarded um, like going in for a melee kill puts you in the middle of a horde, which actually could be really dangerous. Right, okay. Hmm, maybe that's um, it. And also, everyone is saying play it on one of the harder difficulties. Yeah, otherwise, you're, plenty. You're, otherwise it's not Doom. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's just, I think it's a big, it's one of the better surprises. I don't think anyone really had high hopes for that thing. I, don't know. Um, I mean, those the previews at E3 or whatever, the, like it looked fine, and that was the that was maybe the more surprising. But that was just like, it. It just looked fine. I don't think it necessarily looked bad. Well, it just looked okay. I'm not brown. Going to say that this game is amazing yet either. It uh, still looks like a you know you run around and shoot things and it work and it works as a first person shooter. That's about as much as you can say. It doesn't seem like I'm not entirely convinced that everyone giving it tens is that much of a you know indication of it being actually great i think it's just like they wanted a doom game to be a doom game and it, it's actually a doom game <laughs> it's not doom free yeah i guess <laughs> I, yeah there's some argument to that like maybe just because we haven't had a game like this in so long like we finally get one and it's just like oh my god i forgot how much i missed this <laughs> oh my god it's not terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> still i you know it's, it's good news either way i guess um also, and then finally, in my not news category, let's just crap through this. Home, literally crap. Uh, home front revolution is poop. I don't think anyone expected anything else. Well, most people forgot that it was even actually coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, some people have been actually talking out about SimCity's launch now, um, and why that was Fucked. also terrible. Um, and it does seem now that some of those, you know, the main question that's been answered at this point is that Maxis are definitely not, weren't the design, uh, nah, let me word that better. Maxis weren't the guys that wanted the always on connection. That was definitely an EA management thing, like pushed upon them. Yeah. Um, which makes the whole demise of Maxis even more sucky. In that, you know, they basically got killed off by something they didn't want to do. Mm. Yeah, that's I true. Not, I'm not 100% convinced about that, though, really. I mean, you know, you know, this sport. is people just saying, well, yeah, Spore, was, Spore made, sort of made sense as a connected game, sort of. But uh, SimCity sort of doesn't. <laughs> not to the extent that it was. Well, I mean, it could have worked. Like, the idea of a multiplayer 
like city trading element to a city building game makes perfect sense. Maybe, but you know, everyone wanted offline mode. <laughs> well, yeah, it came out. It came out, and everyone was like, "Well, actually, we don't want this." It wasn't so much a problem of the idea; it was a problem that they didn't give any other option, and it was broken at launch. <laughs> yeah, it does make me wonder how late in the day that decision was forced upon them to do always on. I guess that's not clear yet. Anyway, news over. What have you been playing? Should we, uh, start, should we go with Zergle? Apparently we better talk about Overwatch. Let's talk about Overwatch. We should bring that Overwatch. back before we forget. So I, I got in on the beta while it was still on, just after we recorded the last bit. I don't know what Zach's talking about. I, I really quite like that game. Everyone seems exactly to like what it. I'm talking about. You quite like it. That's exactly what I was saying. Well, no, I like you, you quite were... like it. It's not the best fucking thing in the entire world ever. I mean, Zach, you said you no, were done with it. Like, I... You said you were done with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not. I want to go back. I well, you it. didn't play it as much. No, well, of course not, because I have things to do. I know some number more hours, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm pretty not sure we played it. pretty much all the levels no, in the time that we played. Most, I think there's a couple we didn't, but yeah. I I don't know. I think the ba- I think there's some balancing stuff they need to do. But and yes, it's not TF2. I think that is a very valid statement. It isn't TF2, <laughs> but in its own way, it's great. It's just it's so much fun. <laughs> it looks great. It feels great to play. It's just Blizzard, like just coming out doing what Blizzard always does. Being like, yeah, we took a really long time on this and we don't make many games. But when we make a game, it's a huge deal. I don't think that's and the it's... case. I think this is a, actually a really small game that they made quite quickly with leftovers from another project. I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> However, they, 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 whatever they did, Blizzard still don't put out that many games. And when they well, do, that, that's true. And when they do, they're always pretty great. And thus far, this is fitting into that pretty great category for me. Like, I don't, I don't think that some of the problems that you expressed last time were 100% true. I don't think everyone plays as a small, as a subset of characters. I had quite, quite the range during my time. <laughs> I do think that everyone always starts as D.Va. Well, yes. Like, everyone. There's picks, always at least one of those. Everyone picks D.Va to like, even, I mean, not even that. Like, everyone I've spoke to about the game since, like, since the beta and since it's launched, like, the first character anyone ever picks, like, the first game they play. Seems to be demon. No, I didn't do that. I know you're, I, the, you're I, the exception because, because, of course, you are. Well, it's because <laughs> I went, unlike apparently everyone else who, even reviewers, I had people doing quick look type videos that I won't mention. I went into the <laughs> tutorial and actually played all of the characters through the t- in the tutorial zone to see what the fuck was going on. So I actually knew how to play all the characters. <laughs> I got I me. Mean, I did, did. I did that with quite a few. I didn't do it with all of them. But I did it with a few. <laughs> with quite a few. I still don't understand a couple of them. But that'll have to go back and try and figure out. Because I think that was one of the well, I think that was one of the reasons that Kippers was getting pissed off about certain characters. Because it's like if you haven't seen how these things actually work, and you don't know what the fuck you're, and even if it's the one that you're playing, and because it has the you know you press F one to bring up the like, hint bar, yeah, yeah, the hints thing that tells you what all your moves are, but that doesn't really explain mostly no, the, how any of that works. The explanations are quite bad. And actually, I don't even think like even mucking around in the tutorial mode really gives you a sense of what the moves might be useful for. Well, yeah, like especially with some of the supporty type characters, and like Ice Lady, 
like a bit of me was just a little bit confused. It's like, what is this actually? How do I actually kill people? This doesn't seem very powerful at all. And it's like, no, that's not the point. You use her to set it up for everyone else. Well, and of. and like once you've hit them, so they're slowing and freezing. That means they're not hitting you anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which means it makes you incredibly survivable. Yeah, like. and a good ice lady player is actually quite quite dangerous indeed. Um, there are certain characters I think like, I had like I would have like one good game with and think oh I understand her and then have never been able to do anything remotely useful with ever since. <laughs> yes, like Carrier or Karia Karia Carrier, the Russian woman, yeah, the Russian Russian pink haired <laughs> lady. Yeah, um, who's uh, a tank with a sort of laser beam style weapon. She basically has no damage output and just can sort of very temporarily shield everyone. And she feel like, as I say, I had a really good game pushing the payload the first time I played as well. Because <laughs> all you have to do is stand next to the thing. Yeah, shielding, <laughs> shielding everyone around me uh, periodically and, you know, catching people off guards with my laser. It went real well. But ever since then, I've just not been able to have a good game with her. And it's like, she just feels so, like, for a tank character, she feels very weak. Like, just unable to do much. Um, so I don't really understand her. Um I found find like for a healer, I find Mercy actually quite difficult to play as. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know why. I just found I just really struggled with her. Well, um, like the whole idea of a heal beam is a difficult thing to do anyway because that's really all she has. Yeah, well, like yeah. she's not like you can switch. Well, to... it's it's because that her weapon is a different. Unlike practically every other weapon in that game, her she actually has. Like hit one and hit two to change between your gun and your heal beam. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike most of the other characters, where it's just like your gun has another function attached to it that's just like the alt fire. Yeah. Like was it is it Luciol? <laughs> is that how you say that? Lucio, whatever. Lucio, Lucius, Lucio. Um, the audio medic. Yeah. Who's a great deal of fun to play as actually. Yeah. Like they've made a medic that's cool. <laughs> well, it's because you don't have to worry about the medic part of it. You yeah. Just have to be vaguely near your team. <laughs> yeah, and and have heal mode on and. You know, occasionally push the boost button, which yeah. plays that awesome rave riser. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Every time you use it, it's a bit too much, really. They needed like multiple sound effects for that. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. But he's cool. Uh, I, 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 I think it, I think it's fun playing as a lot of the characters, which is like more than I could say for my like first several hundred hours of TF2, right? There were just certain characters that for a really well, long time I just could not get to grips that's with. That's because all and the And then all of a sudden I shifted TF2. into, oh, I can play demo now. Oh, I'm actually not bad at sniping now. It's What's because, happened? It's because the characters in TF2 actually have a lot of different techniques and skill to them, whereas most of the characters in Overwatch, it's just like, at the base level, you're just pointing and shooting. Sure. In various ways, there are some characters that are just that. Yeah. I'll give you that. There's not, and there's not that much like. Most of the guns are just guns. Like bullets go towards the enemy. There's no, there's like, there's the demo man equivalent, and that's like the one guy who has. Oh, well, I suppose the Russian woman also has a grenade launcher, technically. Mm. But there's not really. Oh, yeah, but they're so weak. Yeah, yeah. But there's not really that much like. A lot of the guns are just guns or. Or things that act like guns, like the the monk dudes from ball projectiles. That's just um, a gun. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> Lucio's gun is just a gun. <laughs> a projectile gun, but a gun. Yeah. yeah. So at a certain point, there's not as much variance, I don't think, in Team Fortress as in Team Fortress. Maybe, maybe. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on that. But yeah, you're 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 right in that there are more guns that are gun-like guns rather than you know hitscan guns i guess yeah. rather than like projectile guns and less like less 
things that require weird techniques, I guess. Mm. And also, I've, sounds good to me. There are there are a couple of weapons that are like that have very specific ranges to them. Yeah, which are sometimes a bit hard to judge. Well, that is one of its problems, maybe, on that aspect. That's one of the parts where it does get more complicated. Like, like it doesn't give you very good feedback on like hit I really, ranges. I and... really struggled with McCree, the Western guy, trying to figure out how to best use his guns. Uh, well, I mean, his, 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 his he's just a like gun, gun gun. He's a bit like gun spy, isn't he? Like, just... Yeah, I mean, essentially. He just has, like... He's one of the cases where fall-off is a major issue. Like... A lot of the other guns at range, you're just spewing because you're just always spewing bullets. Whereas his one, you can't fire quite as quickly, and the fall off is quite severe once you start going into long range because he's not meant to be a long range guy. Oh, be. does he actually have bullet drop? Yeah, well, not fall off, like damage. Oh, fall damage off. fall off. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then so, like, because he, it's because his guns are accurate, are relatively accurate. Like it's single shots, and they're quite precise most mm. of the time. That makes you think that you can shoot people at range, but he's not actually meant to be able to do that, which is why there's so much damage for him. Right. That's where I've been cocking up. I mean, you can. That's completely where I've been cocking up with McCree, then. You yeah. can still pick people off. That's still a thing you can do with him. It's just his gun, like in normal mode, fires so slowly that. Well, that's it, yeah, why he, he has the rapid fire. So. Yeah, but it does give. You're right in that it does give you that impression that you should be able to, uh, you know, Hit pick people, people off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that explains that explains quite a bit, actually, about why I've been struggling. I think that game's pretty awesome. I do. The one thing I will, I, I, I definitely will agree with you on is I think the rounds need to be longer. Well, it's... like there needs to be like on the King of the Hill games, especially like the payload maps, fine, whatever. Yeah, um, I mean they have like three stages or whatever. Yeah, they're, not they're... as long stages as Sea Fortress as payload maps, but no, still but stages. They're, um, they're fine. They're, they're 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 a good length. I think the King of the Hill should last a bit longer. Um, that, that never, it never quite feels like enough. Like if one team gets a, like a real stranglehold on a point, it doesn't necessarily feel long enough to make a comeback. Make a comeback, yeah, or a good comeback. I've seen it happen. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not as viable. You, the start is so important. Well, and and that's like exacerbated as well by the size of the maps mm. because it's so small and confined, and you're really only fighting on the points, which <laughs> is kind of fine in itself. There's not uh, really, I'm okay with that. There's not really much to the tactics of it. Like you know, you know where you're going to have. Like when, like we were playing that Nepal level where the point is in like a like a covered barn thing, and there's only two ways into it. Oh, like there's yeah, a yeah, door yeah. at either end. It's like you know what's going to happen there. You're going to be <laughs> running into this barn, and hmm. there's going to be people sitting in the corners and shooting. <laughs> yeah, I do have. Uh, in, in fact, the King of the Hill levels are more problematic than the payload levels in that respect. Like as in, there are some there's more choke points than necessary on your route to the point. Yeah. Like, so you can you can really... There's only, like, one way in at yeah, one time. I, I think there needs to be... I, I think that needs a bit of work in places. And there's that factory level in particular where the second half of it is kind of garbage. But that's not even King of the Hill. That's no, that's, a, cap, that's a capture point level, but it's still kind of garbage. That whole second half of that level is kind of garbage. Because um, <laughs> there's only, like... Well, the, the routes are real confusing. There are technically three ways into that, yeah. like the right and the left and the middle. Yeah, but, but they're, like, just, they're just really confusingly laid out. And yeah, and again, like in a lot of levels, there's just that problem with like weird dead ends that are actually designed for different characters who have maneuvering skills. To, but it's so just like you just into. run into a car and it's like, oh, this doesn't actually go anywhere because it just ends in a balcony. Yeah. Which, if I was a flying character, I could, I could, I could just do something with. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a bit of that. Which then then seems to even more limit the different routes you can take. Mm. As certain characters, at least, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think it's like 100% perfect. But then Team Fortress was, you know, you could argue it was actually pretty flaky at launch sure. in, in many ways until they started sorting it out. Um, I've got high hopes for where this goes because it's a pretty strong start. And Blizzard have a pretty good record of keeping everything supported. And they've already basically yeah, come out and said anything new we add to the game is going to be free to everyone, apart mm. from cosmetic stuff. Mm. They're going to go down the TF model on that in that way. Well, sort of. You know, apart from the fact you have to buy into the game at launch, you know, that kind of thing. But And, you know, it's a crate unlock system. It's not like a direct purchase thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although there is a shop ish where you can sort of buy well no it only lets you buy crates at the yeah. moment. You can you can buy crates and you can get the currency from duplicates out of the crates and use the currency to buy specific things you want. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Which okay. is I, I didn't know what the currency was for. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just a way to buy the specific ones that you want if you yeah. can accrue enough of it. But the only way to get it is to get duplicates out of crates, so you better buy some more crates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well obviously I won't be doing that. No. Because you know who does? Silly people do that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Who cares about most of those skins? Yeah, no, no, as, as ever, not many of them are that 90% interesting. 90% of them are just like, I've moved the huge slider around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I think there's like three types for each character, unless you bought the Origin, Origins edition, which yeah, has a few bespoke one. ones in it, which, to be honest, I didn't really think they were good no. anyway. Um, uh, and then... Yeah, so like there's, there's only like three, but there's like they're listed as like ten, where like there's several color swaps of each style. Yeah, and it's like so you know at the moment the skin scene is a little little lacking, but I'm pretty sure that will expand. Um, it depends whether or not when they do add aesthetic stuff, it will if it will fall into the loot system or if it will fall into like pay only for this skin, you know that kind of thing. Well, um, I don't think that, they, that stuff I don't. I don't think they technically have a loot system. It's like you get loot crates from leveling up, but that's not really. You're not getting loot crates over time because at a certain point you level up slower and slower, and you level yeah. and you reach a level that you're at, presumably. Like I assume that I thought it was an XP leveling. Well, I assume the XP still comes from like your performance, so presumably it would be like Rocket League. There will be a point where it will just start to slow down, and then your yeah, level yeah. will be matched against other people's levels and then you won't get as many points. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Because you just won't be beasting everyone for so long. Or maybe, I, I don't even know if you actually even get loot crates from leveling after after a certain point because you don't seem to get them every level. No, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route where there's just a point where aesthetics, like the loot just stops or is so rare. Yeah. But then, yeah, that would be not like the Fortress, where it's just a time thing. Yeah, you can get this much stuff over this much time. Put more time in if you want more stuff. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Good luck getting the thing you want, though, because there's yeah. so many things. <laughs> yeah. You want a hat? Good. No freaking chance. <laughs> I'm probably going to play that game. Sounds encouraging. I, I know people that are in. Like, I think Kippers is in. Well, Kippers is in with everything. That, yeah, doesn't, Kippers, that doesn't tell you anything. Kippers that also bit... doesn't tell you how long he's going to be in for. No, that's also true. He could be done in a week. He is, he is a bit of a video game purchasing whore at the moment. Um, but I do, I do know others that are in it. Like Some Cambridge people are in, so I might have to... I might see what they're like in the FPS realm. <laughs> I like it. It's exciting to have a game. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah cool. Well, I'm excited for new games that haven't come out yet. So, like, I'm totally ready to play new games, just not any of the ones that have come out just, yet. Just any that you have. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking forward well, to? Why don't you go play XCOM 2? Well, because I didn't yeah. buy it, I guess. I was waiting for it to get patched and stuff. And now it, now it's been so long, I'm just like, well, now I'll just wait for a sale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. Summer sale can't be that far away, though. Yeah, presumably. I don't know what to what I would be playing next after Metal Gear. No, maybe Apparently the next to. thing I'm going to be playing is, is Mirror's Edge, because that's about to come out. So. It is about to come out, yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. It might be weird, because I've, I've never really managed to play any open world game. Like I was, I never did any of the Assassin's Creed, obviously. Like Red Faction, that's sort of open world, right? I guess that, Gorilla, was, the, that I guess. was the closest, yeah. you could say. But that was just... And just Cause. Yeah, but I didn't actually play that much Just Cause. That was the thing. Like, Just Cause 3, I stopped. Just Cause 2, I played quite a lot of, but that was like, that was only because it was a, that was another podcast game because it was so mindless in Just <laughs> right. Cause 2. It was really easy to just be like, oh, I just need to destroy everything red in the facility. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I've never played an open world game where you collect shit like collectibles, I guess, is what, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Hmm. <laughs> So the, Skyrim. The, that's not, that doesn't count. You're not collecting collectibles in Skyrim. You're collecting locations. That's definitely an open world game, though. <laughs> as is Fallout. Also, the, yeah, but that it doesn't have the open world bullshit like like those <laughs> like Assassin's Creed collecting. Everything. It doesn't have to have open world bullshit it's to be an open world. Game. That's what I'm talking be about because that's why like that's why everyone's pissed about Mirror's Edge now is because it's like oh it's got the open world bullshit in. Oh no, okay. it's got the collect random things from places. Has it got towers to climb on like bits well, of that? You'd have to assume so because you're on top of, on top of fucking buildings where there's a lot of tower <laughs> like things. That's mostly Assassin's Creed that does that. Find all the leaves and the chests or whatever they are. Or any the Ubisoft game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not that widespread, I don't think, is it? Well, I I mean, I I feel like even stuff like The Witcher is in the same vein at a certain mm, point. I don't know. I mean, it's That's closer like Skyrim, to Skyrim, surely. but it does still have some amount of view, and like Far Cry and stuff. Obviously, is the classic uh, other example. Of Far Cry I guess, but Far Cry doesn't even do it that much, and that's a Ubisoft game, right? I mean, I, I played Far Cry Three, and it didn't have that much like. Yeah, it's, like, it's a little outside the, the Ubisoft pattern. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's the real question about Mirror's Edge is like, how much of this crap is in there? Well, how much of it is, is there, and how well does it actually translate into an open world game, mm. rather than a linear set of levels that are very tightly designed for the purpose of running yeah, through? Yeah, I, I gotta be. I'm quite. That is my biggest concern. Almost is like, yeah. like that. Just that the open world stuff is is going to ruin a lot of what that game was originally based on. Which and is of the course, flow. the most important question: How fucked is the combat? <laughs> yeah, and how much of it are they going to force you to do? I mean, the fact that they're, they're, there's no guns, right? I think there might be some kind of projectile weaponry. Maybe not gun I, guns. I, I, okay. I don't think you use guns. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah, unlike in the first game where you pick guns up, that was really dumb. Yeah, but then you. Throw them away. Never use guns. Yeah. No gun run. Disarm, but just throw yeah. away. But it's better if that that's... fucking underground car park, yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. None of that, though. I did try and go for that achievement, but didn't quite make it. Like, the no gun run. Like, just... It was so hard not to. It was because of that underground car park. That was yeah. the one bit where once I got there, I was like, I'm just... This achievement is fucked. I'm never going to be able to get past this. Eventually, I did. 
extreme dodginess. I think it was the bit in the bulldog factory I couldn't figure out how to do without getting shocks. It was such an open area. I don't think the bulldog factory was that open. Wasn't that one where there was like it was just loads of shelves with crates on? Yeah, but it was like it was a, a big, warehouse. It was a big warehouse. Like people could see you from like everywhere. Sure, but I thought the crates kind of obscured the view quite a lot. I don't really remember. Mm. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. We're talking like early Xbox life cycle, really. I think Mirror's, the first Mirror's Edge came out around about the time the first NXT happened. Hmm. It's an, old, it's an old game. I, hope, I really, really hope the new one's good. And I hope they do some stuff to, like... I actually hope it controls in a different way. How much different? I, I don't know, because I don't know how to make that control work. Well, I think it worked like, well it, it worked okay. It was, it was a bit clumsy, and it was a little too easy to do what you didn't intend, was my problem with the last control scheme. Like, oh, I wanted a wall run off this wall. Oh, no, actually, I've just flat climbed up it somehow. Well, it's just an angle like, thing. Yeah, I mean, it is an angle thing, but it wasn't necessarily... It was a button it, thing. That's yeah, like, I couldn't... Maybe. I couldn't I, I found it difficult to express my intent when I want to do a complex manoeuvre to save a great deal of time. But the trouble with that and is that like, you don't want it to go in the other direction where you just turn it into Assassin's Creed where you just hold down a button and it goes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, you definitely don't want that. That is not what that game should be about. So there's, you know, there's going to be a weird... And also I was wondering whether, whether I might be tempted to try and play this one with a controller instead of a keyboard. Because theoretically, the controller, even in the original, should have worked better. I, I played on controller; it was fine. Yeah, because it's like you don't need to aim particularly. No, really. it was, it was the moment and the feeling of momentum is almost better on a controller. And in general, in like with with the controller button layout, you generally have better access to pressing more buttons at once or quickly in succession oh, than sure. you do with a keyboard, having to move your fingers around and off think, the and movement I, buttons. And I think they modelled the sort of like up-down oh, yeah, panic to just like, yeah, bumper trigger. and trigger. Yeah, yeah. That, that was great. Good choice. So I don't know where, how that will turn out. It'll, you know, it'll be one of those things where you just try it and you'll know fairly immediately. Yeah. It's like Rocket League, try that on the keyboard and you know that that's not going to be good. <laughs> Put that on the controller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some games you just know. Fight sticks. <laughs> so, and, you know, apart from that, which comes out on apparently the 7th, I think. Might be out in America already. I think they said it was, like, end of May. Maybe they've shifted it slightly. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that comes out on like, the 7th. And I was looking forward to No Man's Sky on the 20-something, but that's going to be August now, so fuck. Yeah. <laughs> For my birthday, I suppose. Yeah. See um, if I can scab someone to get that for me. Time. <laughs> hint, hint. I doubt it, though. <laughs> it's way too expensive. Oh, it won't be. It'll be like. It'll be 35? like regular <laughs> game price. That's way too yeah. expensive for a shitty birthday date. And also, that might, you know, when's the Steve sale going to happen? Presumably before that. Yeah, June, July ish. Probably July. Maybe you'll get XCOM in the sale. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> but maybe I'll end up buying that anyway <laughs> in the sale. Risky. But you're buying anyone anything during the sale. It's always a risky venture, right? You, you, that has happened where I've just ended up with a copy of something. It's like, oh, well, I can't give that to them now. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> what do I do with this? So, yeah, there's that. 
what else have we been playing? Rob hasn't been playing anything because he's been in Japan. He's played a small amount of Zelda, I noticed. I have been playing Zelda, yeah, on my DS. I played a um, Link Between Worlds, is it? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yep. Were you I, playing I've it on a flight? Got, yeah, bit of flight, <laughs> bit of downtime, hotels, stuff like that. I'm, uh, I, I've just got, I'm not far past the point where you can uh, start moving between the worlds. <laughs> Um, You've actually got all, got the actual ability. That's yeah, the point. I've got the first of the seven sages. Yeah, um, from from low rule, um, out of the thief dungeon. Yeah, it's like that game is pretty pretty great. Apart from I, I'm n- I never quite. I mean, I know this is part of the game and stuff like that, but I find actually just traversing the world a bit of a pain in the ass. Like just like when I'm trying to. Wait, like now when I'm trying to get to the remaining six X's and I'm sort of going around one of the game, well, the hell, the bloody hell do I get in here? Wait. And I don't know where that, and I can't see <laughs> the, any particular route. The hundred percent always answer is go to the other world and find the obvious route because that's like that's how that game works. You can walk up to the where you think an entrance is, and it's just a blank wall, and it's like, oh well, if I go to the other world, oh look, there's an opening. <laughs> but I've, I've been trying that to get to the what I think is the sand area. Yeah, that, that's entirely shut off. Was it the bottom left of the yeah. map? I just, yeah. just haven't found an entrance. It's like, do I need to do that one last? Like, is like, is that one of the ones I just can't get to? Like, when I'm when I've got the ability? No, I think you can. I think the problem is that, like, actually, I don't know, because the amount of time you can spend on the wall is based on your magic bar, right? And yeah. I think that you do get upgrades to that, so there is potential that you might not be able to go far enough before your magic runs out to get to where you need to go to transfer. Mm. I don't actually. I'm not actually sure of that. I just, also, I just I think, have to go somewhere else because I've wasted enough time, like just trying to figure out how to get in there, and it's just like, well, fuck this, you know. It's just kind of, it, it's it. It's I, not I find some. It's like, no, I bet it's not, but I just haven't found it, and it's just like I find it a little bit frustrating. And, I, and the rental system has got a little annoying. Like, so there's been a couple of bosses where it's just been like, where I feel like I've sort of died because I didn't quite know what what I was doing or what is, like has been happening or. Or I went into the boss fight already quite injured, and it's like I've got no way of actually recovering before I do this. And you There's lose always your stuff. a fairy before the boss fight. Always find the fairy before the boss. Okay, well I haven't. <laughs> um, you just have to always. Or the, it's like when you see the boss door, there will be four pots directly outside in the room, and then you break those, and there's always a fairy in there. That's how Zelda works. <laughs> I swear that hasn't happened. I swear I haven't seen a single fairy in front of a boss door. And you know, always have a fairy in a bottle anyway, because. That's just that's also just how Zelda works. Yeah, I normally have bees. <laughs> Why would you have bees? <laughs> I know, I you need them like one time as a part of a trading puzzle. Yeah, <laughs> that's right at the start. Pretty much. Is that what you think? You think the golden bee? Or is, there, is there more? Well, there's, I don't know if you need any more after the golden bee. I seem to remember that does involve a couple of steps. See, I thought it would be a bit like the. Uh, the sculptular tokens or something. It's like, oh, you just got to find all the bees. <laughs> no. So I've just been collecting the bees and giving them to the dude. Well, I guess that's a way to make money, right? Yeah. You get like 50 for each. But... So you can get the buy out the hiring quicker. That's important. It's really all you need to spend money on is just permanently have access to all Yeah, the I don't think I have access to that option yet. No, I think you've probably got one more dungeon before that unlocks. Yeah. Because I do find that annoying, like where he takes his stuff away and you go 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 back to the store to re-rent it, and it's well, you know, it's just a web of veins, not that. Yeah, I know, but it, it isn't. It's it's an unnecessary slowdown. It's like it's the it's the thing that I have been 
berating Nintendo a lot about recently. It's just like anything that slows me down from just getting straight back into it is just annoying. And this is a big one of those that I actually have to be actively involved with. <laughs> you know, it's not just waiting for it. I've actually got to be involved and do stuff to get back to where I was. So that's quite annoying. Or you could just, Especially on a handheld game. Or I you mean, could probably bad. just reload a save. That would probably actually be quick. Yeah, that might be, actually. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't really thought of that. <laughs> I'm not sure how it actually works with, like, does it does it still immediately pop up a save thing when you die, or does it not? No. I think it's like, well, actually, oh, I don't know what it... Is. It gives you two options. I just can't remember what they are. <laughs> I think one of them is respawn where you are, but obviously you don't have your stuff. stuff. And one of them is go out like, of the dungeon or go back to your house or yeah or go somewhere and like would that also save at some point is the other question Mm, i don't i'm not sure yeah maybe you can just reset it and that would be quicker and also i don't remember what the save restrictions are on like if you save in a dungeon does it save where you are in the dungeon or does it save you at the entrance in the classic style Mm. (laughs) i don't actually remember because i never did that because you know once I started, there's, no, so there's never really save points in the dungeon, is there? Well, there's no such thing as save points, really. I mean, the weather veins count, I guess. Yeah, there's save points, but not anywhere else. It's like you just save because it has that quick save, right? Is that that game? I don't no. even remember. I'm well confused about which. As far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, this uh, this only has the weather veins, and every now and then, some character conversations would be like, "Saving right now would be a good idea." <laughs> sure. Do you want me to do that for you? <laughs> As far as I know, there's no other way to save. I thought it had some kind of quick save, but I get confused about 3DS games because sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. It's really yeah. annoying. I mean, obviously, and sometimes the quick save is a weird, like, temporary slot. Yeah, right, yeah. It's like the, Pokemon. The, the Mario ones do that, right? Unless you reach a, um, uh, like, the, the sort of temporary saves, unless you yeah. reach, uh, you have to tell the game to save, but that save is deleted upon you reactivating the game. Yeah. Or something weird, and it only actually properly saves when you reach like a uh, the next castle, yeah, or something like that. It's a weird system, completely unnecessary in a Mario game. Well, yes, in a Mario um, game, especially. Yeah, no. As far as I'm aware, the Zelda one just has the veins, or at least if it, if there is another system, it hasn't told me about it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure it's like Games Radar Game of the Year type, or GameSpot Game of the Year type material. <laughs> But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, you know, turning the 3D on is actually quite nice in that game. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah. I, 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 it proved useful while I was traveling. I, and I guess I would try and stick with it because I, I, you know, I kind of got a bit bored of Layton. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I, I think that's kind of really all I haven't really done a lot, obviously. There's been that, there's been Overwatch. Played a bit more Pimble Arcade. Uh, Zach showed me the credits in The Witness. Yes, we got, we got to the, you got to the end of that. Haven't got that second achievement yet. I might fucking give up on that. Oh, come on, you were so close. I get to the rotation puzzles at the end of the challenge. Yeah. In The Witness, and I just, I just cannot do them. And also, I think that that whole sequence feels kind of bullshit anyway. Like, I don't like the time pressure. I don't like the the fact that it can generate absurdly hard puzzles occasionally and that screws up your run. Like, there are just some layouts it can make where it's just like, what? <laughs> like, well, the point where it does that is only like halfway through, so you just go restart. Oh, no, some of the early ones it can do that. 
Well, like, maybe, maybe it's even earlier and you can just restart. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's just, it gets real frustrating after a while. It's just like, oh, come on, seriously, just give me a good run. <laughs> like, if it, it doesn't feel like, you know, it feels like I'm being beaten by random more than it does I'm being beaten by, like, because the, you know, their algorithms just ge- occasionally generate hard puzzles, right? Like, you know, sometimes that's unavoidable and sometimes that's, that will be just because of like, the way my brain is processing those puzzles, well, yeah. right? You just don't um, see it. Yeah. But, you know, that that that, that royally front. Admittedly, the last time I tried it, I was very jet-lagged. Yeah, so that probably <laughs> was probably, But that's also the furthest I got, okay. like, was what was in that state. And uh, uh, I think you also have to get lucky a little bit with the layout of the barrier room. Um, and, yes, I know there's a clue to the barrier room. What's lucky about it? <laughs> Like, you know, being able to make your way through it and to spot where the actual triangle puzzles are. And I've been screwed up by incredibly hard triangle puzzles on that route as well. Yeah, well, um, those kind of can suck. Yeah. But the route is, like, really obvious. I mean, the trick is to just, like, use your phone to take a picture. Because, <laughs> obviously, you can't save it <laughs> on the Steam screen. seconds. Yeah, it's much quicker. You can't... It, the game doesn't pause. That's the other trick with it. Like, I, as I discovered when I was trying to do it, I was like, oh, I just use a Steam screen chart. But if you if you go into the Steam overlay while you're in that sequence, it resets. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It pauses <laughs> the game, yeah. And if you pause the game, it knows you've done it, yeah. so you can't cheat. So I was like, oh, fuck this, I'll just use my phone then. So problem solved. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should try and do that. And some of, sometimes, you know, if you're lucky, it does just generate a nice layout in there and it's easy enough to remember. Yeah, I've had some real <laughs> nice ones. But, um, yeah, th- th- those rotation puzzles, I just can't do. They're, they're too hard. There's too much for you to cover. And the fact that there's, you're dealing with two lines, one of which you can't see because of the angle, it's like, I just can't do it. It's not, basically, it's not fun. I don't remember. Like, I've had the rest of the game, I've, I've, thought was pretty great but just this is unfun like extremely not fun i don't remember the rotation puzzles being the hardest part of that which is weird maybe i just got lucky and it spawned some that i did really easily the first couple of times so many of those little hexagons you've got to hit so many awkwardly placed little bastards the witness awkwardly placed little bastards (laughs) And we yeah we did the end did the the second ending the real ending the second which is weird as yep it's hella weird as I said at the time and I had a revelation you know what it reminds me a little bit of better than life yeah exactly there you go the red door minor spoiler <laughs> but I like I had a revelation of of something that makes that ending even more like like mind blowing in a kind of like. It was there all along the way. Because you remember, I think I said it ages ago. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna sound so great on podcast, by the way. Like, how are you gonna explain this without going? It's not, it's not that difficult. But like, <laughs> so you remember ages ago, I, I when I first started playing Witness, I mentioned that some people had accidentally got into the credits right at the start of the game because it's just there. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I guess you could figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just did that thing that. Just because of the way they happened to solve that one particular puzzle right at the start. Yeah, if you if you that, see it, do they? The problem is, do they do that and think, "Oh, is that all the game was?" Well, yeah, I did see someone say that, but obviously, you know, you only had to go on a forum to find out that that was the case. Yeah, the the trick about why it, why it's incredibly like amazing is 
So the, 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 like the laser gate that you go through right at the start, there's the panel and you have to open the covers and then you solve the thing and it opens the laser gate. Yep. But what I realized that is like super clever about that is <laughs> in, in a lot of other cases throughout the game, when you solve a puzzle wrong, it turns off the panel. Sort of. Yeah, sometimes. Well, if yeah. it's trying to prevent you doing trial and error. Yeah. And I realized that like that's what that puzzle actually does at the start. You solve it wrong, and it turns the thing off. And if you solve it right, it turns it on. Because <laughs> that's oh, how you I turn see. it back on at the end. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really ingenious and completely ridiculous that you would have thought that far ahead. <laughs> uh, I see what you mean. Sort of subtle callback. Yeah. It's uh, there all along. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess, but not really. Because we didn't really say anything. There's one puzzle I don't understand in that area, but I'll, I'll come back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk to you specifically about yeah, that one. I yeah. know exactly what one it was because I think we mentioned it briefly while we were while we were there in the on the way to getting to the credits. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, so yeah, the witness. I did a bit more of that. You're nearly um, done, I presume. If you if you have a few more tries at the challenge, you're not even going to try I, and clear everything. I, up, yeah, I um, yeah, no, I don't think I can be asked to do to do that. I know, I know of a few places where I know I've missed things, but it doesn't really matter, does it? No, like, it's like, and I, I know where they are. I just can't be bothered to do them, <laughs> like you know that kind of thing. But some of them have um, awesome solutions. I guess that's the thing that I should do if you're like when you're done it's like which ones did you miss that are actually something cool well i, might, I mean that's why you miss things, them it's one of those things i'll probably leave installed because it does work as i said before it does kind of work as a nice short term time game sometimes sure to just sort of like just wander about and not really have any because i've got a lot of i guess what you would call like rapid high pressure games on at the moment <laughs> you know like okay i haven't really got many sort of like slow red dead redemption meandering games on and that's kind of what the witness has filled yeah, you know, but at a certain point, you just won't be doing anything. It might, no, be, it might be too <laughs> much of not doing. Anything. Yeah, just walking around, going, well, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> kind of thing. I'm sure there was something else. I'm having that horrible feeling that I have every week, where it's like, I'm sure there was something else I really should have spoken and about. We'll remember it immediately after the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> as a standard. You got anything else, though, Zegel? Well, I may more or less only fucking played yet more Factorio. No, oh, my God. It's still going on. <laughs> I haven't played it as much. I've, uh, like, it's been another one of those weeks or two where it's just like, what have I been doing? <laughs> and it's <laughs> ended up doing virtually as much of anything as I should have been. So that has been weird. But I have got in there and continued to play that ridiculous mod that is everything unnecessarily complicated. Well, not unnecessary. Necessarily complicated, almost. <laughs> It's awesome, but it's got. It, I think what the in, what the thing that made me think, well, this is kind of ridiculous, is like it's getting to the point where if I zoom out all the way, the game actually starts to run worse. Like there's oh, so wow. much shit, but it's like now it's actually starting to impact performance, <laughs> <laughs> which in that game is kind of surprising because you know it runs amazingly and it's not that complicated a game like visually or anything. It's not a high. I guess it doesn't have LOD things. No. Like, so I guess you just see everything. It's like, as when there's that many sprites, essentially. Yeah. It's like, now it's starting to slow down. Yeah. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't got to the point where it's actually lagging. It's like, it's a frame rate. It's not oh, a right, game see. problem yet. Yeah. I mean, apparently, you know, people often say that, like, I've got to a point in this factory where it's literally lagging because there's too many calculations of 
moving shit on conveyors and all that stuff. Mm. And robots are obviously a major major problem of lag because they're direct paths. It's having to calculate the pathfinding and like where where to put everything in inside the system. Sure, but I very rarely use robots anyway, so that's never been a problem for me because I think the robots are cheap. <laughs> the easy mode. Yeah, it's like you just you just have one chest where it says where the chest says bring me this shit, and you have another chest where you put the shit that it wants to bring, and the robots put it from one to the other directly with nothing in the way. Like, what's the challenge of that? <laughs> mm. The challenge is building an intricate network of conveyor belts to get the right stuff to go to the right place. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> and that has been, like, one of the major, like, time-consuming elements of building this ridiculous modded mod factory. Is just, like, there's so many goddamn different resources where I... I this is the third... Essentially, the third time I've started over in this mod is the one that I've been continuing on with the most. And because I knew what was coming better each time, I made better versions of this same idea. But in this one, it's just like, you basically just have a, like a solid 15-tile-wide conveyor belt road that just has all the major resources on it running through the middle of the base, and you just branch off. Hmm. But you have to leave so much space. You have to plan so far ahead to be like, how many resources exactly are there that I need to put on this main belt road? <laughs> and then you have to make sure that you leave enough space to ensure that you can do that at some point in the future when those resources become relevant. Because otherwise you have to move shit around all the time and that it takes even longer to have to disassemble parts of your factory and then just shift it like 10 tiles upwards or something. Mm. <laughs> the belts. Yep, the belts. And even then, I like it came, originally I was thinking I was just going to have everything on this one main belt road, like either side of it. But it came to the point where I was like, no, I, I, this is too much. I actually need to have another version of that belt road further up and have a, have a parallel one oh, to wow. fit even more resources on it. <laughs> so yeah, that was ridiculous. And that's probably why it gets laggy when you zoom out, because there's a lot of items on those belts. This is a solid wall of items for 15 dials deep. So many belts. Yep. So many it's belts. like a Final Fantasy character design. <laughs> so so many certain, belts. certain Final Fantasy character design. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Factorial. I still haven't got back into multiplayer, which is. I'm, I, I kind of still want to. Even though I've been playing pretty much nothing but. Bat Pat. Bat Pat. Even though I've been pretty much playing nothing but it. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> What's funny about that? It involves the word but. That's, that's all Rob needs. The fact you stopped and looked at me as if like but it's because I knew. I knew all I'd have to do is say it and then Rob would be find it amusing and entertaining. I didn't really mind up to the point where you just stopped and was just like, pat it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd still totally play that in multiplayer if, if the other person who wants to play multiplayer with me would actually do it. <laughs> sure. But I think they're busy with Overwatch now, of course. Of course. <laughs> Much more it's hard to tell because it's not on Steam, so I can't tell. I can't, I can't sneakily detect what they're playing. <laughs> Yeah. I can only tell that they're online. I did notice there was one sort of weird quirk with the Battle.net launcher on my system that it doesn't create its own icon anywhere. For what I just launched the Battle.net launcher, 
It hasn't made like a start menu shortcut or any kind of way to actually get to it. Well, that's good. <laughs> don't want um, don't want it cluttering up shit with that. I just want. To, oh, but I like if I want to I make like a shortcut, win- I'll make a shortcut. But I like doing the thing where I press the Windows key and type shit in. Uh, yeah, we- that's how I do everything, and it's um, yeah, it, it does. It makes an Overwatch shortcut. Which, will get, <laughs> which is will weird get, in itself because it's like you're yeah. directly running a thing that has to open the launcher anyway. It just makes the launcher. Yeah, it literally does just open the launcher. Like so, running an Origin or a Steam game, you can sometimes have them work like that. Yeah, so I, I, I've got the launcher installed, but it's just like if I actually wanted to launch the launcher like Steam, like on its own, I've got to go find the exit at the moment. Like I'll make, my own, I'll make my own shot. I just thought that was weird, right? Surely that thing should just make a shortcut to itself. I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's not... Maybe they still don't consider it as much of a separate thing as because it is like a Steam overlay at a certain point. It's meant to sit on top of the game. Yeah, to a point. I so mean, maybe it, it they don't have... necessarily think of it entirely as a separate thing. No, I mean it's got a good downloader in it, and it's got a you know you can link Diablo and Hearthstone and things yeah. to it. And, um, but it's not. I, I think for a lot of that, maybe for some of those games, it isn't a necessity. I'm not even sure it has Starcraft in it. I don't know. Mm, um, it has, definitely has Warcraft, so that's mm, you can have it maybe through it there. Mm. Oh, what World of Warcraft? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. <laughs> don't yeah. think it has any of the Warcraft three. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome, though, if it did. I mean, at this point, have we not reached the age where you could conceivably like have Warcraft one running in an overlay window that you could pop up between loads or something? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Play an entirely separate game <laughs> over your other game while you're waiting for something to happen. Yeah, it'd probably load instantly, wouldn't it, as well? Just yeah. lead, it'd load up instantly where you left it off as well. <laughs> Do you reckon that would have been covered by the loading games pattern? Yeah, probably. An overlay game that you have running as, like a, as an app on top of the game you're currently playing. Well, they had, like, puzzle games in World of Warcraft, didn't they? Like, mobile games. Yeah, but those were built into, like... They were built into the game as part of the game. They weren't like a separate. They weren't designed to be like a loading screen thing. No. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it was yeah. like it was a time waster. Hmm. Didn't people basically say that that patent didn't actually really have many legs anyway? Well, most patents don't really have that many legs. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> most of them are like so vague and general that they don't actually mean very much at all. Yeah, I think there was something specific about this one where it just wouldn't have held up if someone had just done it. But never mind. No one wanted to test the theory. Well, no one's actually done it since it's been li- lifted. So <laughs> well, you know. no. And that's, that's because loading isn't as much of a problem any longer. <laughs> I think it is on console. Sure, but not like. Well, depends on the game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, think about Skyrim, for example. Alien had some pretty long loading pauses. Yeah, but what would you have wanted to do while you were waiting for Alien to load? You wouldn't want to play a mini game that would ruin the atmosphere. <laughs> no, you're probably right. Maybe it probably wasn't wouldn't be the best place for it. <laughs> so that's that. And Boom. Dan, I you've been playing Metal Gear still. Yep, Metal Gear Solid. It's a really good game. You should probably play it, Zag. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna ever, <laughs> unless you know. I don't know. That doesn't seem like the right kind of game for me for some reason. Even if you were going to play a like a, a middle, third person yeah. like action game, which doesn't seem to be your thing at all, well, yeah, um, that is the problem. I seem then to have somehow say, managed to get into those. This is one of the best ones. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty damn good. Um, but it and is also, an open world game, and it doesn't. 
It doesn't really have open world bullshit, but it is open world. <laughs> it so may have some kinds of bullshit. Yeah, I guess yeah, it, oh, it has various various types of it, but just not open world types. It's amazing how not buggy it is. I was marveling at it. Oh yeah, no, it's a, an incredibly solid game. Yeah, it's amazing because like, some of the missions are like really complex, and things have to happen in this open world at exactly the right times and stuff, and people have to meet other people, and and like it's amazing how little it goes wrong, like. I was, uh, did you know those uh, side ops where you have to, um, uh, just there's a wandering mother base soldier who's like in a fugue state and is wandering around in a circle oh, sure, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I, I played one of those yesterday and they're really easy. You just shoot them in the head and, and then filter them basically. Oh no, um, there's an even better way than that. Or, or, but I've been using D-Dog to run up and uh, zap them. Oh, really? Um, uh, but no, I did that. There's and... an even better way than that. <laughs> okay, sure. I did that, and the guy just disappeared. Uh, uh, and I had oh. to, like, yeah. So I had to, like, literally return to the command center and then the, the, return to the helicopter and land again to get him to respawn because he just vanished. His, his body wasn't there. I don't know what happened in uh, the animation, but he just disappeared. And I was like, that's really unusual. Because he through the floor, maybe? Yeah, maybe he glitched through the floor, but that's like, that never happens. Like, it's amazing. I've been playing for hours and the amount of, there's not very much jank. Considering how I'm weird the game to remember. is. I probably talked about it on podcasts if I came across any, but I'm struggling to remember of any serious cases. Yeah, it's not really gone wrong. What was your crazy way of of getting them then? Use the box. Oh yeah, that is literally all you do. Creep up to them in the box, and for some reason he will turn around and go snake. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. The box. Yeah, and then just stands there and salutes. And there you go, problem solved. And you're done because he's like held up effectively. Yep. I guess. Nice. Do you ever use that hold no, up? He, salutes, he just no. I never. I, I used it once accidentally. Yeah, it's such it was a one weird of the early mis- early missions in the game where I popped out like it, just wanting to like you know tranquilize the guy. Yeah, but it was the guy I was trying to get, and he was like the mission objective, and he just went into hold up, and it's like, all right, awesome. I don't even need to waste my air on you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I found it a little. I think the problem is, is I did try and use it legitimately, and it's just a little unpredictable. Yeah, it's like you yeah. don't. You, not everyone is going to go into that state. I mostly grab people and then choke them out. That's my main way. Yep. Um, but or you know, actually, just trank everyone in sight. Was, was or, was or you can trank everyone in sight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to save my. It's more fun grabbing people anyway, but but yeah, tranking people. It does work. Although you can't really trank people from behind if they're wearing a helmet very easily. Yeah, so, the, the helmet stuff got in the way. Yeah, but like that's cool. I quite like. I've got laser sight on my gun now, so I can. Uh, it's, it's slightly easier to get the the headshots for the mm. for the trank. Yeah. Um. So I finished the. You know, um, I got the first credit sequence. Woohoo! So that was you cool. Did the- you did some of the forced combat sequences. Yeah, then. I did the stupid. Um, that mission was that I predicted would be annoying was really annoying, but I did manage yep. to develop a a rocket launcher, which is all I used. And my jip tech because I had to jip it somehow because I was not a like my entire not, game not was not lethal. Guy, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did develop as the the best armored battle dress or whatever I could at the time. And a rocket launcher. And then my technique was run to the edge of the map <coughs> so they can't surround me. And then... Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, um, I um, my favorite upgrades, I think, in general, are actually the two mobility upgrades. Just, you know, I was going on about the prone, fast crawling, mm. basically. That's really great for stealth. And then the next one is, like, 
even faster sprinting. And at that point, you're like pegging it around. And of course, there's no cooldown or anything on that. The sprint just goes forever. So you can, that's pretty good for avoiding like things in general. Like after, I mean, this was the hardest part, like finding those guys at the airport or whatever. Later on, like spoilers for a Metal Gear game, you have, you, there's a Metal Gear. Um, but I, I, I ran around but like a, like a headless you see chicken. That thing pretty early on in the game, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But I just ran around like a headless chicken and it could barely, it could, it could barely, um, touch me. It's, it's way less dangerous so the second, well, it's, 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 yeah, it's quite less dangerous the second, the second time, time. It compared to the first time yeah. you see it. Well, the first time you're trying to get the helicopter to land and it just, like, mm. it's too, it follows you too quickly. So then you go, you, yeah. so you're running up and down this valley trying to get the helicopter to land and it's just, um, you know. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's one of the low points of the game. Yeah, there, that was a bit. Like, where, where it really should be stupid. like a real, a real moment. Awesome it's moment. like, actually, yeah. no, it's terrible. Yeah, they screwed that up. Because then the, the the end fight or whatever with the Metal Gear, spoiler alert, obviously there is an end fight with the Metal Gear at the end of every Metal Gear game, um, uh, was um, not or that this is one. actually the end. Or on one, yeah. That's true. Yeah, in 4, you don't really fight a Metal Gear. No, you do. You fight two Metal Gears against each other, don't you? Sort um, of, yeah. Sort of. Uh, yeah. Um, Rex versus Ray, isn't it, at the end of 4? No, not the end, but before the pre-end. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's near, near the end. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I just ran around and used my rocket launcher, but it was much harder to fight the uh, the skull guys, or whatever. But managed to do it, and you know, I was in a bit of a pickle, but managed to escape that. And now, yeah, I like the story stuff. It, it kind of only really got going at the end there, but all the stuff, it, it got Metal Geary enough. Like there was that jeep ride. Oh uh, yeah, that was cool. I mean, it was very <laughs> Metal Geary. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it was cool just to look around the world because I mean, like I know you've been playing in that world for ages, but I mean that Afghanistan is amazing and spectacular. Still strikes me as weird that Snake doesn't really talk during that sequence. He's weird. He's a weirdo. This guy, like Venom yeah. Snake, is really strange. And like Kiefer Sutherland is phoning it in, but it doesn't really matter because he doesn't really talk. There's not enough really, of him. He doesn't really like, say any obviously. lines. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not that there's much to work with there. But, I mean, I, I, it feels like it's deliberate because the previous snakes, including Big Boss in, in 3, have been, like, really chatty. Yeah, like, in a oh, ludicrous indeed. way. Yeah, for, for like, a gruff special ops guy, he's not at all, is he, Snake? Yeah. Uh, he, he just talks your ear off, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Well, indeed. it repeats a lot of what he said said to him basically yeah. with a question mark on the end <laughs> the classic yeah he yeah. does do that but he's pretty chatting the first game and then in two what's 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 his stupid undercover name from uh escape from new york P- pliskin right um iroquois pliskin or something i can't remember anyway he he, ch- he chats your ear off he's even more chatting than raiden uh yeah anyway um, I, I never, really, I never played two or three really, so I don't really know a great deal about those. But I, I've sort of watched their strung together YouTube videos, which are pretty long, just to see what's <laughs> going on. Like they're mental, obviously. I mean, they're all mental. But uh, um, three looks pretty good game wise, I think. Uh, yeah, I think three probably went too far for me. Like I, I got immediately put off by all the hunger and yeah, all those mechanics, you know, yeah. the, those survival mechanics. And it's mm. just like, nope, not for me. Yeah, they're a bit weird. And none of that bullshit in five. Five is clearly the best gameplay. I mean, it's, it's, it's really great. Um, it's the most robust. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, open world stealth system. is just, just genius. I mean, you know, Splinter's Hell wishes it could do this. You know, I'm sure. Mm. I don't know. It's 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 really great. And um, yeah, so I've done that. And then, of course, you were talking about the kind of the remix bullshit missions that you're redoing with the new um, constraints on. And mm. I sort of quite like like the total stealth. I did one where the constraint is if you get spotted, you fail. But that's okay because that's kind of how I play. That's my play style is like mm. total stealth no kills if i can get that because there's a quite a big bonus for doing that so that's usually how i try and get the s rank is if try and get total stealth no kills and the only difference with this is you fail immediately but i managed to i mean it doesn't mean they can't go on alert or whatever so no, they can see you can something do stuff, suspicious you can do stuff to, yeah so that happened but it's i'm just, getting annoyed it's just, by it's just outright combat status that's a fail exactly i wish that they stayed knocked out for a bit longer because I'm yeah. having to Fulton everyone just so that they don't come back. And of course they spot Fulton. So you, you do a lot of knocking someone out and then I do a lot of picking them up and then moving them somewhere out of the base and then Fultoning them just so they don't wake up. Yeah. Otherwise I just leave them where they were. I find that quite annoying. Even if you like trank someone, I'd have to like knock someone out then shoot them in the head with the trank and then hope because well, once one of them wakes up they start waking everybody else up and then so i did yeah. that for that mission and like I, I i still managed to do it even though they were all waking each other up and then that was kind of cool and fun to do because then you've got all your equipment and stuff and you can do you, at this point i've got the d dog and he, he can zap people and i've got a trank sniper rifle and and i've got the um sneaking suit and the fast crawling and it's all it's all pretty pretty good for for my favorite which is the infiltration mm. the other stuff i don't really care like blowing up x number of tanks is not really what i like a, about the game or although oh, it works sort of like the sort of like sub uh the other objective you mean like the sort of yeah like uh, yeah, on the missions well there was an extreme version of um uh the one where you just have to destroy as many fighting vehicles as possible with oh yes yeah, yeah. And it's I like, just oh, you've did... got like ten. You've got like fifteen minutes. Kill yeah. as many of them as you can. Yeah. And all I did was I grabbed a ta- I, I grabbed a fighting vehicle I already had, parked it in the road, waited for them to stop in front of it because they couldn't get past it, and then ran out behind them and filtered them. <laughs> I just did that, rinse and repeat. <laughs> so that was quite fun. Um, but it's I not. I didn't think of that. I, yeah. it. I was just I was just running around with a rocket launcher and C fours, like doing it on foot, and like I just I never really occurred to me very much during my playthrough that I could just drop in like vehicles or yeah, I probably should have brought in like D Walker or something like that and just Gatling to the hell. Yeah, and, you, know, you could do. I've started up. I've never used D Walker, but I started upgrading it in case there's another. I imagine there'll be a, like an extreme version of the stupid skulls in the airport thing again i would have thought before the end so yep yeah oh yeah so there is so i thought mm, maybe d walker will do it i don't know uh yeah, or so i'll just cheese, cheese cheese the extreme version get d walker with a gatling gun that's it's my the plan only way. gatling gun it's or should we have way. rockets i don't know on no, it. no 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 definitely definitely gatling use gun. the gatling it's way more effective okay the gatling gun. okay cool uh, uh because i can't be bothered with that so i want to cheese that again but one thing i did cheese was the one you were talking about which is the subsistence version of um the one with the radar dishes. Uh, oh, yes. And I totally cheese that. Because um, you, you drop in the helicopter and then there's a guard post with just two guards. So you can easily mm. get a gun. 
and then I found that you can actually run up behind the base. There's like in the on the mountain behind the base, there's a path up. And as long as you sneak past the mines there, you get a view of the whole base, including all three radar dishes that you have to destroy. And I just machine gun them as fast as possible while totally getting shot by sniper rifles and, and rocket launchers <laughs> and everything. But I just machine gun them as quick as possible and then ran the hell away. And that was it. <laughs> That's but a it, pretty great way of doing that. Yeah. Because I, I, I did it for, I ended up doing that full stealth. That yeah. Because um, I started that, doing full stealth. That's pretty awesome. Because I started doing full stealth and it was going well, but they woke up. Like it, I mm. didn't get spotted, but and I couldn't filter them because if you filter them right in the middle of that base, they're going to spot that. Um, yeah. And maybe I need to get the stupid wormhole filter or whatever to do that, but I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that, really, that doesn't really get spot. Spotted. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I think I can. I, I think I've got to the point where I, if I do the right side ups, I can unlock that now. But um, it's pretty useful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the legendary gunsmith was really good for getting the the. You need the for me. I need the silencer on the trank sniper rifle, and that was the way to get mm. that, and that worked out well. But yeah, it was really annoying because I was sneaking around the base, not getting spotted, doing really well, and then they just woke up and started waking each other up and going on alert. And it's like, God damn it, I, I got you guys perfectly. It was a sandstorm. It was a perfect moment, and I grabbed you and knocked you out, and now you've just woken up and woken up all everyone else next to you. Grr, annoying. And of course, I didn't have a trank. I couldn't have tranked them because I didn't have a... I had to yeah. How did you manage to do that full stealth without a tranquilizer? I don't know. Because you know, people... remember. I think I just might not have just found a path by which I just didn't meet someone, or maybe I used. Because you find, I think it's in the tra- in the room with the transmitter, right? You know, it's on the base of the base radio stuff. There's a box of grenades. Oh, okay. Um, uh, basically, I think I found that and. You like you, you know, use those to destroy the things, and there was enough of, distra- of a distraction going on that I think I just got lucky and just had a route around. So, did you just throw grenades at each of them and run the fuck away as fast as you could? Because yeah, obviously, it's going to raise the alarm immediately. If, as soon, well, as you... it would raise alert. It would raise alert. It wouldn't raise combat status. Oh, because they they only raise this combat status if they can see you. What? Even if you're blowing up their stuff? If, or if, yeah, if you throw a grenade and it explodes something. Yeah, they're confused by the explosion and they go check it out. But as long as they haven't seen you, you're still fine. Ah, okay. I would have thought because that it's... set them on alert. Okay, and because you can do that with C four. Like I, I think right. I explained that like in the early days of me playing it, the C four actually proved to be a really incredible distraction technique during the early hours. Oh, really? Because I would go find something I'd want to blow up, like a dish, like the transmitter, like the radios mm. or something. Set up a C four and just sort of leave it there go about my business and get to you know get as far as i could but like and perhaps getting like to a bit where i thought no, no, no you know what this is actually gonna suck to try and get through here and then just set off the explosion right and then let the you know the fact Distract that we put them on alert status would 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 disrupt the patterns and you could sneak part and give, and give me yeah. a window yeah yeah that's cool but you know, it didn't go you didn't go into combat status because something just exploded and they didn't know where where you were it's like yeah. that's great you can yeah. do that with grenades too, as long as they don't see you throw it. Man, it's a really good game. <laughs> it's so weird, but it's I don't know. I I do want to. I am interested in the rest of the story stuff, just because mainly mainly because of Eli, I think, because of who is clearly liquids. So uh, yeah, you you know what his story isn't 
again, don't get your hopes up about that one. I okay. think that's one of the one the storyline, the conclusion for his storyline. I think was one of the things that got cut. Oh, really? Okay, because that's you know interesting from a Metal Gear perspective, like yeah, where he comes from and what his deal is and how he's related to the boy with the the gas mask boy or whatever. Who's yeah? Don't get me wrong, there's, well, there's more there's more stuff yeah. on that on that to come, but yeah, I, I'm. I think there's the, I think that's one of the things where there's a lot of stuff missing. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm honestly I'm still enjoying it and I feel like now I'm actually reasonably good at it finally after mm. 60 hours or whatever. So I don't think I'm going to stop <laughs> just cuz I've seen the the first Yeah, comments. I'm not 100% sure I was ever good at it. I just like got cheesy. I think I got I've got you know what? pretty I'm good at the stuff. Maybe I, you know what I'm beginning to think that maybe on that subsistence missions I did just shoot dudes. Really? Because like, I'm still not, going but, for... But not, in, but not in combat status. Like, you know, just kit, shoot a few guys, make them get worried or whatever, and, like, not be totally confused. Like, do you know, kill them, but yeah. just not get spotted killing them. Right. And slowly whittle down their numbers. I get right. the feeling that's what I did. You can get a rocket launcher off one of them. Yeah, a couple of them have rocket launchers. <laughs> I noticed because they were shooting them at me when I was at the top yeah. of that, that cliff. Uh, did, did you not get the... A helicopter come and just own you. Uh, no, I didn't. Because a helicopter a spawns if you raise combat alert on that mission. Oh well, I must have done it so quickly that the helicopter didn't get. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. No, I didn't have. That's one of the reasons you. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the reasons you definitely can't go into combat alert because the helicopter turns up. Right. Yeah. No, it's reasonably quick. To sh- the my main problem was getting shot by a sniper at the other end. If I, I should have gone down, and if I'd taken my time, I probably could have found the sniper and like knocked him out first. I don't know, because anyway, I managed it. Because uh, you can't even have armor or anything because they drop you in as standard fatigues or whatever, don't they? Yeah. You can't have any equipment at all. So yeah, that was fine. Just um, managed to machine gun those things in time. Yep, it's cool. It's cool. And, you know, listen to all the tapes, hear all the story. I mean, people could play that all the story is in those tapes, and it is kind of a pain. But, I mean, there are some really good, uh, insane cutscenes that are really well animated and stuff. So I don't think it's lacking, like, that stuff that much. I think no, the difference I think is that... I think there's a lot of explanation in the tapes that perhaps... Yeah, you know, if you don't listen to them, might you might not have a hundred percent of grasp on why the characters are doing what they're doing. I think in previous games, it was instead of tapes, it was a codec, so that was equally yeah like, a, for, a forced codec conversation, yeah, forced yeah. codec. So that was equally just audio, basically, but it was like in the moment, and your character was engaged in talking rather than listening to the story after the fact, which is a bit weird. Yeah. So I think that's the difference, maybe, but it works okay for me. It's all uh, right. I think after a while it got a bit much. You know, I mean, it, it, there were just so many. There are a lot. I mean, that's one thing, isn't it? It's not forced, so like you could ignore them. Uh, you don't. You could just play the game and never listen to the tapes uh, and not know yeah. what was going on at all. Oh, there was one thing I did want to mention was that uh, you know I, I went along with a lot of the bullshit. Like I, I do enjoy the, I did enjoy the main thrust of, you know the, the. Oh, how, what, how do I say it without spoilers? Just the disease angle and all of that stuff was sure. really, really good. And the fact that the Metal Gear was kind of a sideshow, I liked that because, you know... Yeah. Um, but one thing about the Metal Gear... It's, it's, it's weird, though, because it kind of actually made the whole main... In theory, what is the main plot? 
as you say, becomes kind of a weird sideshow. And then when it comes to the first credit sequence, the actual storyline of the first credit ending, you're just sort of a bit like, all right, fine, that was your intention, but then you're still using the big stompy robot for some reason. What? Yeah, the stompy robot part of it. I quite like that. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make (laughs) sense. But the thing is, the stuffy robots never made that much sense, in my opinion. And there was one part of it that really I thought was a step too far in terms of bullshit. Uh, uh, You know, techno babble bullshit was um, because they always have something, right? So this was a total aside and it was on one of the tapes. It wasn't a part of the game, really. It was just on one of the tapes. And it was like, hmm, okay, so the armor of the Metal Gear is depleted uranium. Right, because that's a good for armor, right? But it also has like a biological agent that can like refine it into weapons grade uranium, um, and make itself into a nuke and turn itself into a nuke. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's so stupid. Oh my god. I mean, I don't know why it's that part that, 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 given all the other crazy bullshit that's going on, but that really, I was like, what? What are you talking about? <sighs> was it the, the could, Metallica? That could work in a ridiculous way. It's like it's sort of before nano machines, isn't it? This yeah, game, kind of. It's before that whole. Well, it be. Yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, the the kind of um, what, what's it called when something is out of time? It's anachronism. anachronism. Yeah, there's a lot of anachronisms, uh, but re- usually anachronisms are like things from the past in the in, in the present. But now it's like things from the future in the past. Is that? Oh no, I, yeah, no, 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 it, it works just. You know, it works the in same. The future in the past works. You know, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Right? Because someone will try and make a period drama, and there'll be like a phone in shot accident. Right. Yeah. 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 That counts. <laughs> as that's an accident, though. That's not the same. There's quite uh, a lot of those not, in this. Yeah. I mean. I mean, the whole bipedal weapons thing is is in general is insane. Like, it doesn't matter what time period they they don't that isn't really a thing. Or maybe it will be, but they'll be more like probably more like the ones in four rather than the. I mean, the 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 bipedal plus nuke doesn't make any sense. It never did. No, um, of course it uh, but anyway, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, also, like just in in general, the sort of timeline of. If you think about like the technology of Sahelanthropus yeah. in that game and what it can do, and yeah. then that's never really used again. No, like, you know, so if you think of the timeline, like some of the stuff they come up with in this is like, wow, this is the first yeah. one that can do this, and it's like, so why did that never come up again? They like buried the <laughs> technology, know? like the Metal Gear in Metal Gear on the MX or whatever thing doesn't look anything near as advanced as sahelanthropus does no i mean sahelanthropus doesn't look that different to metal gear rex it looks a bit sort of more nimble in some ways and you know stands upright a bit taller i don't know very big it has a giant railgun by the end of it and a radar dish it looks exactly like rex it's very big anyway yeah it's pretty dumb But yeah, <laughs> crazy. And like even then, like the little Walker gear or whatever, they're they're they're, they're ludicrous as well. If you think about yeah. it, in like nineteen eighties Angola or whatever, like yeah. yeah, we still haven't still haven't mastered anything walking at that point. No, I don't know. Let alone the little as it was it the Asimo Asimo robot, yeah, Asimo. the Walker one, the Honda one, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like you just get used to it. Like your your suspension of disbelief, like the mixing of. Um, real-world uh, military serious stuff with total fantasy bullshit is 
what Metal Gear does and always has. And you just have to sort of, it's anime. You just have to kind of accept it. But there's definitely a point where I'm like, really? Girls so, und Panzer. But because like when I first brought D-Dog with me on it, this isn't even like fantasy. Like when I first brought D-Dog with me on a mission, it was like, what? I'm infiltrating this base. Like I'm sneaking around and there's a dog like right behind me, like running around. Yeah. Like this doesn't make any sense. And then you just forget about it after a while. He's just just, just really casually like being super loud and just sort of sat next to you going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a dog next to you. And it's like, this is not stealthy at all. And then the full thing is, where, like, is no insane no one seems no one seems to mind too much about a dog wearing armor <laughs> no <laughs> yeah a dog in a sneaking suit it's just like what <laughs> it, i don't it, think that's that surprising like if you were on a military base and you saw a dog walking around with armor, you just assume it was part of your side because <laughs> you wouldn't know <laughs> i guess you'd be like oh that must be like some commander's dog he's brought in for today or something maybe <laughs> maybe not in afghanistan <laughs> or in or in uh um, Zaire or Angola or whatever it is. We've got a, uh, <laughs> yeah, an unaccounted armored dog in the base. I mean, a random uh, horse is probably the one that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> a horse just casually walking very close to a military thing. I don't know. In Afghanistan, you'd probably get that. Yeah, but not not very casually walking directly. Like a yeah. real horse would be yeah. like a wild horse would be a bit yeah. more. The horse stealth is hilarious and stupid, but hilarious. <laughs> It's brilliant. I mean, it's such a great game. I, I I think it's great. Okay, I'll shut up about Metal Gear. I'll carry on playing it. Um, but the main thrust of the story is over, I think. So I'm not. I'm not. You've still got. You've still got some really good story beats. I hope so because um, it, 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 it. I'm f- properly into the story stuff now. Um, but yeah, it's cool. There's some there's some good stuff with Emmerich and there's some good stuff with Quiet. And, oh, I yeah, just heard I the tape about yeah. the how. Um, Hal Emmerich, you know, origin story, I guess. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's, there's actually quite a bit to him. Cool. In, like, in the tapes. and They're really horrible so, to him. So I, I, know he's, I know he's a dick, but they're really nasty to him. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, you won't, you won't feel quite so bad about it later on. No. Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> right. Coolio. Okay. Stuff about, his, stuff about his wife and AI and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, it gets kind of messed up. Yeah, pretty messed up. Oh, yeah, massive artificial intelligence pods, of course. Oh, and they predate this game, right, in terms of the chronology of the series. There was, like, a whole thing about that AI was in the uh, artificial intelligence-powering Metal Gear-type things was in the previous game, which is set in... Well, that's set before Ground Zero, so it must be set in the early 70s, right? Is that right? What was the... What, what was three? The, or, no, uh, the one that was on... Peace Port- Walker. Peace Sorry. Walker, that's right, Peace Walker. Yeah. yeah, that was all about AI-controlled, like, you know, we- weapon systems and stuff. And it's like... Sort of where everything starts, isn't it, Peace Walker? Like, kind of. you know, everything about the Patriots and stuff is all AI, isn't it, in the later games? Well, and... Patriots is sort of in 3, I think, at the end, or whatever. Mm. Was, 3 is kind of about the Patriots, I think. And, of course, 2 is... But that's set way later, and, and yeah, four is as well. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, and that's that's the last one chronologically, um, apart from the stupid Raiden hack and slash game, Revengeance. Revengeance. I still kind of want to play that. Yeah, it looks fun, and it's on PC as well, isn't it? Anyway, mm. um, yeah, Metal Gear. Um, 
I think we've gone over by like half an hour. Is that right? So yeah, <laughs> let's that's, not too, that's, not, that's not too bad. Not, that's too, not bad. too bad. I'll, ta- yeah. I'll take that. I think this is a good plan. Let's let's repeat it next time. Yeah, we had a lot of catching up and bullshit to cover. This, exactly, this week, it, so, it was yeah. a three weeker. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone, uh, listeners, and uh, uh, w- there will be some videos up just despite Zach's worst efforts. Um, yep. and, um, I mean, I'll try and get back in the room. But there's one that's still there's, there's one. There's one in the hopper. Yeah. yeah. And I'll catch and in I a couple of weeks. do a title card for Cave Story if you didn't bother. Well, we from there. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> title cards. Very. I should say bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. bye.